Apparently, I'd be great at hairstyling. That's how we're opening this up. What's up, everybody? My name is Brian Kern. This is the Comic Chaos Podcast. Once again, in your life, uh, I'm sitting in my living room. Just got done hearing about uh, my lovely girlfriend's rising moon, which is parent, which is apparently a, a, a Pisces of sorts. Okay, she's a Pisces moon, whatever. Uh, and yeah, you're about to listen to a whole two-hour podcast with me and her. That's what you're getting right now, a podcast with me and my girlfriend, Becca. Uh, we talked our 2019. We talked about our trips, our travels, uh, our struggles, our successes, our shortcomings, our challenges, all the good, all the bad, all the ugly. Uh, we get a little derpy. I'm sure I'm going to get some shit from uh, my friends and the people that listen to it about how, uh, how derpy I sound. I definitely sound like I'm in love. Uh, and, like, you know, I'm just whatever, talking to my girlfriend on a podcast. Um, but we also get to talk about her and her podcast, uh, the tired girls club, which is blowing the fuck up. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's raving about it. They have parties about it. It's phenomenal. Uh, so we get to talk about that and what her and Jamie are doing over in that neck of the woods. We get to talk about her hairstyling journey, uh, and what she loved and hated about 2019. Uh, we talk a little bit about our relationship, some goals for 2020 and just the craziness that was 2019. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, You can check Becca out at uh, most importantly, her Instagram, Bextra, B-E-C-C-S-T-R-A. It's her being extra. So Bextra. And she has like five Instagrams, so you can get them all through there. And uh, Tired Girls Club. So you can check that out. That is their weekly podcast. They have brand new episodes up every Wednesday. Uh, they talk about astrology and uh, just life from two chicks' perspectives. Uh, her and her best friend Jamie are out here killing the game. They've had their podcast for, I think, like six months, and they haven't missed a beat. They've done an episode literally every single Wednesday. Uh, and like I said, people are having parties about it. They're getting great feedback. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's killing the game right now. And uh, she's doing fantastic at it. She's truly, I think, carved out a little, uh, a little path for herself. I don't know if she knows it. She's listening to me right now, so I'm going to shut the fuck up. Uh, You can check them out at uh, tiredgirlsclub.com and tiredgirlsclubpodcast on the social medias. I'm pretty sure they're only on Instagram. Are you guys on Twitter? Not on Twitter. Only on Instagram and the website. The website has all their episodes up, so you can check them out there. You can also get their episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Are you guys on Stitcher? No. Not on Stitcher. They're on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify uh, and tiredgirlsclub.com. Com. Uh, as always, commonchaos.net for all your needs. Uh, the website's going through a little revamping right now, so all you're going to get is my email list and my uh, podcast. So uh, be on the lookout for some website changes coming up here shortly and uh, more episodes. I got this one and a couple more coming out to you guys this week. Hope you enjoy them. The Common Chaos on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, of course, Brian Kern. That is me. That is I. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, of Brian of Death. And of course, the common chaos, <clears throat> the common chaos. It's late and I'm choking. Uh, so yeah, love you guys. Thank you for listening. And yeah, bye. I assure you that hell is not a We both vacation. is not a Or is it just this?
I think it's just that the noise, mm. noise canceling. That's what I had on the airplane. Yeah. So you're just like boom. Did I tell you? Okay, so you saw my like workout with my headphones. I wrote about that today because I've been journaling my workouts, <clears throat> and um, that's something that was pretty fucking crazy. Like, if you, I don't know if the beats, I know you've been having issues with your beats. Um, and, like, they kind of fuck up a little bit. But if you can get them to, like, really suction your ear and not have any, so- not have any like, sound creep through, mm-hmm. but not have any music playing, you can get, like, an intense workout. My workout was phenomenal just by not having any kind of sound or any type of, like, distraction other than my heartbeat, that little bit of feedback, and, like, silence. It was so cool. Highly recommend it. All right. I don't want to trip out while I'm at the You're gym. You're not going to trip out. I mean, I might. Maybe. You don't know. You might, yeah. Hi, babe. Hi, how love. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing pretty good. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited because we now get to talk about your podcast, Tired Girls Club, which I, I don't know if you had it the last time we were on. I think you did. Or you were on. I think you might have I think we did it. talk about it a little bit. So that's been cool. I don't know when the last time I was on. Uh, I think in like September around uh, San Antonio. I think we mm. I, we did one about coming back from San Antonio. We talked a little bit about going out there. Mm. Um, but yes, we are further along now. Yeah, yeah. 2019 was fucking crazy, and we were just talking about that right now. I was just texting Andrew and Andre, and was like, "Holy fuck, son." <laughs> Pun, uh, or Andrew was like they impeach Trump and I was like it's getting weird it's a fucking weird world today was a very fucking weird day and yes like they just announced like an hour ago that they've decided to like impeach Trump so that's kind of crazy that's all I'll say about it but it's been a fucking weird day 2019 is a weird fucking year and I'm glad that we're kind of going to talk about it and our little journey and what we've been doing and what you've been doing individually and what I've been doing individually and kind of recap that. Right. So where do we start? I mean, let's start with like the beginning of the year. I felt that, uh, the first part of the year, I don't, I know that we wrote like a lot of intentions and we were pretty driven and ready to get going. We, we had some vision boards. We did. We, We, We made some stuff. I had some goals. Oh, it's so weird because like this year just went so fast and then January feels like it's just so it's so far away. But at the same time, how did it go so fast? We've already got like a lot of January planned too. I know. Which is a bummer because I literally set an appointment today and it's like the last three days of January. Mm-hmm. And like we already have a little bit of a trip planned, Vegas, like we've got a couple different things going on and... Mm-hmm. On to February, on to the following months, and it's just like, okay. Yeah, it's really weird as a hairstylist, too, because I'll um, pre-book my clients, and it's like, oh, well, come back in eight weeks, and I click that, and it's like fucking February, and I'm just like, oh, (laughs) yikes, okay, or 12 weeks, and that's in the future. It's not as far away as kind of seems like it should be. Just moving right along. Do you think it's going to be like the Roaring Twenties again? I don't know. I'm excited to... So, Matt's, like, officially coming on, which I'm excited about, and then I felt like 2019's a year where I can kind of talk about it a lot, but 2020, I really want to figure that out and try to... I don't know. My brain... 2020 alone is... My brain can't wrap around, but the fact that we're also going into, like, the new decade, that's a big deal. 
Um, you know, <laughs> the Roaring Twenties is like something we read about and something that, you know, we now, like people of our generation in our 30s and people around our age and of our generation and older generations where, you know, there are people that were in the Roaring Twenties that are still alive mm-hmm. and they're about to hit 100 years on that, you know. They're right. about to... It would be... It's now that we have... We have so much recorded history, but every single year that's passed, the records have been better, right? Or at least you hope mm-hmm. throughout history, right? We get better at record keeping. We have a lot of documentation and a lot of records of the 20s. It's going to be real interesting if anything like comes full circle or if any patterns repeat. Our, you know, People have been talking about a recession and another stock market hit for like a really long time. Well, that happened in like 1929, didn't it? Is when the stock market, stock market crashed or is that 1939? No, it was the 20s. Yeah. You know, what if that happens again? A hundred years after. Okay, is that a pattern of, like, economic growth? Is that a pattern of, like, just some other crazy, weird statistical bullshit? You know, we've got a bunch of tech emerging. We have the countries, you know, there's just a lot of different aspects. Politics aside and, like, all the other weird shit that goes into play into, like, the world. The 20s are going to be fucking weird. And I don't know if they're, I don't know if people are, like, I mean, it, it feels like it's just another year. It feels like it's just coming up. But when I look at it as like a grand, on a, on a grand scale, I think this is very important. You know, what's going to, what the fuck's going to happen in the next 10 years? Who's to say? Can we talk about how people are doing that 10 year challenge on Facebook and like posting the most awful picture of themselves from like 2009? The, the challenge. But then they're posting their like greatest selfie of the day like right next to it as if these people are not like still trash (laughs) i mean it's not like everything's so dramatic i don't know i I mean i've had a glow up i guess in the last 10 years but i know that in 10 more years i'm gonna look back on me now and be like okay what the fuck it was not that hot i'm still gonna find you know terrible pictures of myself from 2019 Um, It just makes me laugh that, like, people see themselves as, like, so great. I don't know. That's kind of mean, but... I mean, I don't think it's... I don't know what it is, but I just laugh when I see stuff like that, so I had to make a um, kind of a satirical 10-year challenge on mine, 16 to 26, with my broken tooth, because... Oh, yeah, you did not all Yeah, yeah, because... It's That's not right, you like, broke your tooth. The fucking pivotal <laughs> moment of the year. You definitely broke your tooth. Because <laughs> it's not like everything's perfect now, so... No. I mean, we're just going to carry on into the 20s and do the best we can. I hope there is some sort of, like, fire that's lit. I think the younger generation of people, at least here in America, are definitely very entitled, and I don't think they like to work, and I can see that in the people that oh. are young and starting at work at my job and in my industry, and... It's just interesting to see, like, especially with this, I guess I'll touch on politics a little bit, like this going into it being an election year. I remember in 2008, that was like, the f- I don't even know if I could vote yet. I couldn't, you but I was... You been 18, I think. I was, I mean, I was in high or school. you turned 18 in like... I turned 18 in 2011, so I couldn't even vote yet. Oh, shit, yeah, no, that's right. But, like, the people a little bit older than me that, like, could. Yeah, whatever. Um, (laughs) The people older than me that could. It was so funny because I remember it was, like, Obama was getting elected and all this stuff. And there's all this talk about, like, the young generation that, you know, 
these young people really have a say and like young people can really like sway things and thinking back to how naive and young people are it's just like that is crazy that they can have so much power and so this day and age these kids that are growing up with that have grown up with social media and with computers and technology and just have this like weird sense of humor and this like weird attitude about life but is also like very open-minded still it's like what are these kids gonna bring in the 20s as they come of age you know I think that that's what the 20s is gonna bring it's just gonna be a whole crazy mind fuck so two parts to that um you know, it was interesting being able to talk about the last 10 years with Knives because he's my age and, you know, we hit a lot of the same marks at the same time and experienced a lot of the same things very, very closely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 10 years ago or eight or eight years ago, 2012, right? Well, no, we'll go back to, well, I guess 2008 was like right before the decade, but that was like my first election. So that was like a, for sure, I was excited to vote. Um, but I thought it would have been interesting to have like Trent on and, and you too, because uh, because you and Trent are the same age. But to have like your guys' perspective of the last ten years, it's definitely more. Di- it's definitely a lot different than my perspective of the last ten years. And you know, you talk about like how that whole election cycle, people were like entitled and they were really excited to vote. And now in hindsight, you see how that kind of affects things long term. And that is a weird kind of lens to look at it. But it. I definitely 10 years ago didn't have like that foresight of the next 10 years. Well, nobody does when I, you're like in your late right. teens, early 20s. Nobody Right, cuz I think your priorities and shit are in like a weird Well, you have no area. idea, you know. Like, you're just you're trying just to be like putting oh, shit together as it kind of gets Am I going to school? Am I yeah. getting a job? How do I fit in society? My opinion might matter, does it? Who knows. I don't know if people even fully grasp 10 years later, right? Okay, so let's do 10 years later. The decade is over and how have people's uh, you know, self-awareness maybe changed? How has their perception of what they contribute to and what their, you know, real beliefs and morals are like, and we kind of talk about that all the time. Like, you know, when we try to be, or at least I think I do, but being the best version of yourself, like that's the thing everybody talks about, right? And like mm-hmm. just fucking get to that next level and leveling up, and you know. But what is that for different people? And you, everybody, I think has that different idea of what success is, and it tends to be the same in different areas, but. There's also like this weird people still 10 years later don't get it. I I feel like maybe I do kind of get it. And I feel like you were talking about the next 10 years. I hope there's like a spark lit. Are you talking about like yourself or you're talking about just like the generation entirely? Because I feel like me being able to sit and have that, oh, what's the next 10 years hold type of vision Mm kind of sets me up for that. Let's get going. Ready to hit the ground running. I definitely think you're in the same boat. I think a lot of people, especially with just how social media is progressing, like this is the next 2009 social media wasn't as uh, prominent as it is right now. You know, me and Niza Facebook over that a just bit. came out in yes, 2009. Twitter just started, mm-hmm. you know, and now 10 years later, it's a fucking massive thing that nobody can even comprehend really. And it's still controversial. What's it going to be in the next fucking 10 years? Like that's weird to or think about. will it be? Crypt- cryptocurrency. What the fuck that is that going to look like? The political landscape. What the fuck is that going to look like? But I feel like even focusing on the things that are already here is, I don't want to say like, I mean, I think that's just a drop in the bucket. Like, I think the kids that are, 
coming of age and are turning 18 or, you know, so young and starting their lives and have only seen technology and only done this. And now they get to like share their voice in the world without anyone stopping them or holding them back. I think that since they know how to use technology and they know they're just not afraid of it, it's just part of their life and their Mm -hmm. lifestyle that the shit's going to get crazy in like Mm -hmm. a really crazy way. And I think that problems are going to be solved or, but, or either, I guess I think it's going to go one of two ways. Either like, I feel like either problems are really going to get addressed and there's going to be a huge, um, at least, you know, that push of the wave from like the young people that's like pushing, you know, just that natural progression of the life force or since these kids are so socially driven it's just going to kind of like backfire and implode and all anyone's going to care about is what they look like and their filters and their likes and it's just going to become so less less real and less authentic and even more just nonsense that it's going to do a disservice so dense and then and to be able to get your voice out there in this fucking like you know sea of competition because everyone's trying to get out there everybody wants to have their voice heard everyone wants to be seen everyone wants a youtube channel that has that makes money and has millions of followers and are going to do outrageous things to get it and be super progressive and I don't know, just out there. Do you really see problems getting solved? You know, a lot of people and a lot of, like, all the reports that are being released about global warming and climate change now, it's all like, hey, if we don't figure this shit out within, like, the next 12 years, and let's give or take the last year or two that these reports have been coming out, like, in the 2020s, we're looking at potentially some pivotal moments in terms of, like, the race and the species and our history marks that we're going to leave. And I feel that, yeah, there are going to be people that are going to be driven to, like, solve, so make, come I up with solutions, solve problems. They're going to be the people that are going to be addicted to, like, the other technological aspects. But, they, like, you know, the fame and the right. Instagram hustle. But there's going to be so many different boundaries that are going to be crossed that we're not even really prepared for. The whole, uh, you know, like, AI, that is going crazy places. The fact that sure. social media is being integrated into a lot of other fast aspects of life and like smart technology. People's houses are more connected. People's security is, is being, you know, tested more and more often. Let's say, just say it like that because it's not really, you know, we obviously know it's intrusive, but we're kind of just blindly allowing it, right? We have the political landscape that's fucking getting crazy. There's so many different things that can fucking happen. And I, I feel like there is this tendency to everybody's on the boat and everybody wants it to get to the fucking next destination safely, mm-hmm. right? I do feel I feel that, so I'm optimistic there. But I also think like we're probably gonna see some. There's gonna be certain aspects that are only gonna get worse before they get better. I, I'm kind of predicting a shift like this. I think that the people with the platform. The people that are like hugely successful on social media or in, you know, future networking things are, I mean, there are going to be new websites or new apps or new things that are going to come out to connect people. I think if the people that are very successful there can have their voice and use it for something that is meaningful, then they will. And then that will make change. I think it's a great opportunity that more people are tuned in to what other people have to say now and I think that also the culture is sort of shifting to this huge self-care 
movement. And I don't know if that's just me and like the industry that I'm in and that's where I see it. But I know within my professional capacity, like people are looking for, you know, more handmade local products, things that are cleaner, things that don't, you know, have an environmental impact, things that are safe and, you know, sustainable. I think there's a huge, huge, huge push for that sort of thing. And all the, um, like the status quo of sort of the keeping up with the Joneses kinds of things where you, everybody goes to the same big box store and has the same exact stuff. I think that that's dying out. I think everything that people want, they want it to be customized. They want it to be for them and they want the advice from the experts. And so I think that there's going to be room for smaller companies to start like coming through. And that being said, if the economy does crash, if, you know, all of these empires that have been around forever, people are going to stop buying into them because they are so corrupt these days. You know, the CEOs make billions and the workers make nothing. And I think that that stuff's going to be, I think that that's on the downfall and they're scared and because smaller companies are, I think, going to start gaining traction and people with new ideas and all these bright kids that have the ideas to like synthesize technology with the ideas, the Their resources. Products. They the, have they have and, everything you know, kind of handed to them. Intentions, which is, hopefully. I think that's the thing with like millennials. We're millennials. It's What's behind us? Not it's, everybody has everything handed to them. There are the ones that are privileged but, and are using it for their good. There are the ones that are... But it is a, it's a privilege to grow up with technology true. now. Yeah. You it's know? a privilege in, in 1920s terms. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right. This whole hundred because years we, later. I mean, we, I sort of half had it. I I can remember a lot of my life where there wasn't the I'm internet, the there boat. wasn't anything, I and I'm computer, younger than you. I had but a computer class in the second grade. We yeah, had computer like, source Rex t-shirts. We could kind of dabble, but we to, didn't know where it could go. You know. But now to like be able to grow up in it, and you know, it's just a regular part of life. I think that that's a real. I mean, that is a real privilege, and these kids have like a great opportunity to make something of it and it's just a matter of like what are they going to come up with and can they use it for the betterment of you know groups and society and the whole well-being of everybody or is it going to just become like super superficial and just more noise i think that that's going to be the challenge for the 20s yeah and again i mean there's so many different aspects and so many different twists and turns that they can take and I just, I definitely feel that there's going to be a positive transition in areas. Again, I think that some things are going to get tough. Um, I don't know. I have, so while we were talking though, I wrote down, you know, getting into that last part right there, you were saying there are going to be the people that uh, do make a difference and, and do make an impact and they're going to be, you know, they, they're already getting, we already see a lot of different changes being made for the good, mm-hmm. right? Elon Musk, whatever, Amazon, I guess, kind of, even though Amazon, I feel like, borderlines, which you were just talking about, about the fucking, you know, wage differences and, you know, that kind of shit. But anyways, Not paying taxes. And yeah, that's a big one. And, like, that. you mentioned, you know, oh, hey, it's going to get better because we can, there's, it's transparent. We can see all this, right? Mm-hmm. Panama paper type stuff where there's leaks and, you know, we're getting our news a lot faster and we're getting it a lot more, more transparent, hopefully, you think. But, 
is that really going to bring about a change? And I don't know. That's what that's where it gets convoluted, and that's where it gets just messy. Is hey, it can go either way. It yeah. really can go a thousand different ways. But looking back on 2019, what do you think were like the biggest impacts of 2019? Because it was a fucking weird year, right? Like, okay, so we got fucking Trump being impeached. There was, I, I mean, mean, for us, it was a big year. We we traveled a lot. If he we, gets impeached, it's a whole thing that he just can't run again. We like can't reelect him. I mean, I don't even know. I I, I because, was reading about it before we went on right now, but I didn't. I literally only got a couple paragraphs in, and sorry. I've been kind of following it, and I understand a little bit. It's I, like it's too much. To even he's talk literally about, made it his entire honest. term. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, there was that. Um, I mean, fuck now. I'm of I course really drawing don't. a blank. There's so. Oh yeah, and I really don't know too much politically. I don't keep up with anyone or anything, and I'm not doing my but i mean like movements or anything that's coming out or or anything that's taking place epstein killing himself (laughs) like there's been a lot of different shit throughout the year that's kind of been i don't know felt that has maybe been uh noteworthy and i think well you'd think hopefully with technology and everything people are educating themselves but it all turns into like clickbait posts and fake news and all this sort of shit and like that's scary and that's a problem right. so i don't know i i personally stay out of it and i live a really delightful life on the inside because i don't worry about the state of the world too much right because at the end of the day like i really don't have i don't feel like i have much say okay so for what you do have so, to say what impacted you in 2019 um, for shit you do care about let's hear it what were your big moments your big people your big characters well my favorite thing that happened this year is my chemical romance came back Union <laughs> has been announced yeah, that's your number one for real i mean maybe all right that's my f- i wrote down that's my favorite comeback okay that's my comeback kids mcr your comeback kids yeah very nice i had the hugest fangirl 13 year old chick crush on Gerard Way and my chemical romance. Oh, we saw the used this year. That's definitely one of my highlights. Song with and disrupt. we're gonna see the used again. Yep, in like February. I'm fucking pumped. <sighs> all right, what else in 2019? I feel like we are we, we gonna jump into pop culture and stuff. We're just doing it all. Let's go anything. through, yeah, let's go through, let's go to pop culture. Let's, um, what triggered you? What, what did you find delightful? I found Hail the Sun's Mental Knife very delightful. Okay. That was my kind of my anthem for the year, according right. to Spotify. And, I mean, for sure, I listen to Mental Knife a lot, a lot, just yeah, on loop. And I, you can't, like, that's the thing that I think makes albums art, to me, is when they can just, you have to listen to it from, like, beginning to end. There's no, you can't, like... There's something to be said when you can like skip around and everything's See, I a banger. Could. I felt you could shuffle it and it, it still played nicely. You definitely have to grasp it. To it. To grasp it, you have to play it front to back. They just lead into each other so well. They do. I don't know. They do. Especially I've... like the first four tracks. Devotion cuts, uh, fucking the alien, the Jesus one. I don't know why I'm skipping on the name right now, but that the first intro, the intro and mental knife, like suffocating syndrome. Yeah, suffocating syndrome. Yes. Mental knife. They're all great. They're all bangers. Just fucking flow so well. There's something to be said about like 
each song being like a banger and you can just put it on like that's cool but I think that that's I don't know how much they're just like pieces to me I feel like art it will all like it has intention and purpose and Mm -hmm. a flow to it and you have to kind of just like ride the wave right and so I feel like that was like a really good album for that my uh enjoyed that I've definitely at least for like metal rock it was a good year for i think music entirely i was torn when when me and us were talking i've thought about it a little bit more i think my album of the year is devil Wars prada the act mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. did we see them this year no we were gonna and we ended up not going we were gonna see them in norma jean and that was the toss-up oh, yeah, them right. in norma jean because norma jean's new album all hail is also phenomenal that's right you were and i've been banging that one that is what i listened those two albums i listened to all of october for sober October, mm-hmm. um, and that was—I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later too. But because that's <laughs> definitely a highlight. But those two albums for me were definitely killer. Spotify, Spotify lit me up because there was a bunch of things on there that I didn't even think were relevant. I'm gonna pull it up here real quick. Uh, late year bangers for me is Jaden Smith's most recent album. Yeah, you've just been. Uh, that's just been low key embarrassed about that. Uh, Brand of Sacrifice <laughs> just put out a new album, which was fucking phenomenal. Like Moths to Flames released some singles. Um, you know, me and Matt are really gonna get into the music, and I'm I'm excited that I get to kind of touch on different aspects of like 2019. For me, I think and you, a big part of our 2019 were our musical experiences, the concerts. We saw Hail oh, the yeah. Sun. I think twice we saw him at Dance Gavin Dance at the beginning of the year. Yeah, which then we saw him that on show blowed. in September. Blue. They, yeah, it okay. was. I was kind of a, I was upset, but we gave him another chance, and that second time seeing Just Hail the Sun in San Antonio, that was yeah. a great show. That was awesome. Yeah, they're. I mean, um, they're great. I, Dance Gavin's phenomenal. I got into I the Mighty a little bit. We saw them. Yeah, we did. I only like like five songs by them, so whatever. That was when Jackie was down. We saw them mm-hmm. and went to Disrupt Festival. I myself also got a little bit more into um, Circus Survive, which I'm hoping I explore a little bit more. I was never, I was never, yeah, you, I never really got into them because I just wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't exposed to it. And so now I'm, I'm getting there slowly but surely. I feel like the, uh, yeah, Circus Survive there, you've been on it for a minute. The same like four songs. Like I have um, like one of my top, 10 songs it looks like oh god was that one the difference between medicine and poison is the dose Mm -hmm. is in the dose and that was one of my most played songs of the year um what else frozen creek that's a great one i mean i got into thrice a little bit more dance gavin lydia had their album come out this year right was it new? I believe it was. Maybe not. Maybe that was last year. They just came up on my the wrapped. The wrapped for this year on me. I mean, Spotify. It it it's, it gets it. I don't get mo- all my music from Spotify though. My but fifth played song was "Stay part. Awake" by Lydia, and that was like all at the beginning of the year this year yeah, that's in January. Yeah. I played that song nonstop. I did. I did notice that my seasons affected my music. Pretty oh, yeah? rapidly, so? at least. Well, at least according to Spotify, like the style of my music this time. Well, January, it said like the first quarter of the year, the first three months, it was very like melodic and somber and like a lot of melodic hardcore shit. And you know, I don't know. 
it, it was weird. Spotify definitely had it wrapped up pretty nicely with the music, but a lot of it wasn't from 2019. Um, the Devil's Prada, or uh, Norma Jean, those two for sure. Um, Kanye's album we kind of touched on a little bit. I, I, I don't really Closed know. Closed on Sunday. Yeah, the Chick-fil-A song. Uh, yeah, I don't even really want to talk about that anymore. Um, <laughs> I was really into Amir Van's, uh, for hip-hop, it's probably his EP that came out. Um, it's called Emmanuel. Uh, he used to be in Brockhampton. What was that other one? Um, oh, my God. Go, go, go. It was your number one play- played song. It was that. Oh, Four Swords, but that album was from 2017. No, it wasn't that one. That's not what I'm thinking. Um, Polyenzo? Yeah, Polyenzo. Uh, also from 2017, I believe. Yeah, right. Neon Mirror. I'm trying to get into um, Billie Eilish as well. Yeah. I'm getting there. She's getting me a little uh, bit, slowly but surely. Yeah. The song Copycat, that's a good one. For uh, for movies, I feel like we were pretty immersed in movies. Were we? I, f- I couldn't even think of a movie I saw this year. We watched. I, mean, I, we I went over them with you. We saw Joker, Midsummer. Those oh. were my two big ones. I talked about them already. Um, but I feel like they deserve another mention. I also feel like we did see, uh, you brought it up, Pokemon Detective, Ooh, Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. We saw that. That movie was so cute. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I loved every minute of that movie. I was on the edge of my seat. I was so happy. It was okay. I loved it. Yeah. It was great. It was all right. It was so cute. I feel like we saw a movie when we were in New Mexico, too. We did, remember? Because that fool got crazy. Anyways, that's one of the highlights that we could talk about. That was in San Antonio. That was in San Antonio. That was at Astra. That was at Astro. That's right, the Brad Pitt movie. Yeah, we saw it at Astro. We didn't see anything when we were in New Mexico or Colorado? I don't think so. Um, we watched Free Solo this year. We did watch Free Solo. I think that was a this year movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. That was fucking gripping. Um, no pun intended. Eight. Just kidding. That was stupid. Don't <laughs> support those jokes. Uh, what else did right. we watch this Pop year? Pop culture sucks anyways. Let's talk about our year. Well, Our I first trip for your birthday. Oh, what were you going to say? Go. I was going to say I read a book. Oh, our books that we read. Yeah, go. I read a lot of books this year. What did you read? Can I go through my list? My list is short. <laughs> yeah. I read uh, John Ledger's uh, like business strategies and executive read T-Mobile. in his uh, Slow Cooker Sunday. I read You Are a Badass. Um, I read The Tribe by Sebastian Unger. I read uh, or listened to... Uh, the Art of War. Uh, I also lis- or read The War of Art. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna hopefully get Braving the Wilderness done because mm-hmm. it's now free. Roger, Roger from the Bronx finished that, so I now have that in my possession. We just have a cute little book club at home. Yeah. Um, I also read. I know I read something else. I don't know. It'll be, it'll come back to me. But that's my short list. My, you know, six, seven books, whatever that was, five, six, seven books. Getting well, another one knocked out. I'm pretty excited about it. Well, in January, I was reading erotic fiction. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> I kinda yes, you get, were. I kind of want to get back to that. That was a good time. Um, we also kind of listened when we went to Houston for Thanksgiving. Oh, that was fucking <laughs> funny. There's a podcast out there. What's it called? My Dad Wrote a Porno. My Dad Wrote a Porno. You should listen to that. It's really pretty good. It's about a dude who reads his 
a guy goes away to college and his dad writes erotic fiction and when he gets back from college he finds this out and then he just starts a podcast and reads a chapter an episode we got like two episodes in it wasn't too bad yeah it's just pretty funny one of my clients it's great it's a laugh definitely put it on if you're on a road trip um let's see well so he's reading like erotic literature in the in january should get back to that um I kind of, usually my go-to genre is like the self-helpy kind of stuff, but I don't know. I, just, I think I I read a lot of books like that, and I got kind of burnt out on them, so I needed a break, so I was trying to get into more just fiction. Um, so I read this year, my favorite book that I read this year was Where the Crawdads Sing. That was such a good, good book. It was so good. It was yeah, just so good. You were about that. It was so beautiful, and like, characters development was great i cried at the end it was like kind of suspenseful and confusing but it wasn't but it wasn't and it was just kind of a coming of age story and kind of a murder mystery and kind of all about just like the earth oh my gosh it was so great i loved it um what else did i read i read the lion game which had a really super huge plot twist at the end Right now I'm reading um, Little Fires Everywhere. They're all, like, actually pretty popular books. Mm-hmm. They're really popular, like, novels right now. Um, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I think I'm going to get back into kind of a self-helpy sort of thing here and now. Maybe I'll probably read two fictions to one self-help. Maybe three to one. And the next help one I'm going to read is Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown. That'll be that'll be my next one like that. Oh, I also read um, at least some of it. It was um, some chapters on the history of magic. Which yeah, you was did. Yep, you were about really that. super interesting. I like. I'm into that. I'm into history and like learning things. I always just want to learn stuff. That's yeah. a, that's the thing. And then if I don't feel like learning stuff or I'm just feeling overwhelmed in my life in general, that's where I like to go into the fiction. But if I feel like I'm kind of stuck at a standstill need some inspiration then I'll read something that's a little more thought provoking I guess so I'm happy that I've been getting into reading because I never read before reading was this year was I set some intentions to read and I got it done I didn't get as much done as as I had initially set out for I wanted to do a book a month but you know I definitely was reading and I felt that there was a I wanted to read. I feel like if I wasn't reading, I was like getting bored. You're, like, it just not takes doing me. Anything. It took time. Yeah, just take for me. It takes time. I gotta like prioritize little sections and see. I was trying stay to up see it, it as like if I catch myself scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, I need to read a fucking book. Like <laughs> I need to do something else with my time. So that's why I did it. Why I've started reading things a little bit more, and I get a lot of recommendations from my clients. That's what's been nice. Is I'm able to talk to some people about some different things that are going on, and so that's nice. I might start my own little workbook club. Might be cute. <laughs> what was your uh, What was your favorite experience of the year? Do you have anything that stands out? I mean, I went to Europe. Yeah, you did, and th- the Caribbean for three weeks, and yeah. the Caribbean. I think I spent all in all. Let's see, probably seven or eight weeks all together on vacay yeah, this year that's pretty that's pretty good yeah i 
I don't like to talk about it, but I had a pretty decent amount of vacation. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah. Our, I mean, New Mexico was so beautiful. It was like 10 days. We did Colorado oh and, and visited Tyler and Katie. Shout out to Tyler and Katie. I and mean, then we did New Mexico. I love New Mexico. I really do. We did Santa I want to go back. It was so beautiful. And then we did Alamogordo with White Sands. Ugh. Stayed in Roswell. No, we didn't. We stayed in Lubbock. We, we drove through Roswell and hung Roswell out for a bit. Roswell was fucking weird. Fucking weird. Roswell. Roswell was so... Everything closed at like 6 o'clock. Everybody Earlier. was into aliens. It was a super like high-tech city, but it was literally like two blocks. Everyone had like... It was two city blocks. Like those like a ugly... A downtown mixed with like a residential area. Uh-huh. And everyone had those like really awful like cargo like dad pants oh, and like man. black turtlenecks oh, and then those rough. like really awful rectangular black sunglasses. So you know they're aliens. Nobody... We ate at this fire Mexican restaurant. Yeah, it was <laughs> so good. It was so good. And then we went and like... Why it was there? Shopped around know. at places at like 530 and then everything was closed. So we were like... Fuck this! We're not staying like, in Roswell. Like tumbleweeds <laughs> rolling through. Yeah, yeah, no. It was bad. weird, but yeah, New Mexico that was, a was great trip. awesome. I loved New Mexico. Um, I loved. We did Meow Wolf. Oh, we did Meow, Meow Wolf. We Meow did. Wolf was great. Fucking downtown Santa Fe, which was great. That mm-hmm. was a good time. We fucking did White Sands. So beautiful. We did with Tyler we, and Katie. We did like the little Red Rock Monument mm-hmm. for a bit. We hiked. We went on our little we fucking did. We hike went on and a took our adventure. little. I fell into oblivion in Colorado and came back. It was yeah, fine. you did because marijuana's illegal. Yeah, it shows fucked up. <laughs> um, Same thing in California. When we went back home. Man, yeah, things I just can't anymore. I'm too old for this shit. Anyways, um, uh, <laughs> went so, to fucking St. Thomas, which was also so beautiful, yeah, and so I've creepy. been dreaming about it all the time because I could just, I could just go back. Humble brag, so but that nice. was that was our like year end. We try to get two that vacations so nice. in a year, two decent vacations in, mm-hmm. and for us that was our like year end one. I generally try to go back home in November. Uh, it's wedding season, so we fancy ourselves a wedding almost every November. We've been to a uh-huh. wedding every November since we've been together. Yeah, uh, that's how we met. Uh, although wedding. that was in October, but I mean, weddings carry we're a just that's our that's our style. Yeah. So we went to Andre, one of my best friends, one of our best friends. We went to his weddings with beautiful Brianna, and they just it was fucking such a good time. We got to hang out with friends, mm-hmm. got to see family. We're in California for like three or four days, and we went to the Caribbean, which was fucking nice. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about the St. John's sandal scam, but we'll get into that <laughs> a little bit later. But I wanted to touch base on that because I feel like that uh, is a trip in itself that we had to talk about. Yeah. Because that was, an, that was a weird well, one. Well, the Virgin Islands are beautiful. I went to Europe for three weeks. I went to Greece for two. Okay. And... Keep talking about yourself. I'm going to get my topo. Okay. Can Do you, you want get, another... Yeah. Can you get my thing? I went to Greece for two weeks. I went to four different places. It's pretty, I mean, kind of bougie to talk about it in retrospect. I mean, kind of all the time. I was very lucky. Um, Greece, Germany, London. I got my hair cut in London. That was nice. I was with my dad the whole time. And I'm one of five kids. Three of, number three of five. So one-on-one time with my dad it's not really a thing that's ever really happened before and so i finally got to experience that which was strange but nice and greece is really beautiful it was a whole different experience everywhere we went 
Um, it was, I think, mostly just nice to be away from work for three weeks and be kind of out of the loop and just fucking be out there. I took a lot of film pictures, which I look at and they just make my heart so happy because that is really probably my biggest passion is film photography. Um, let's see. Brian's over there making drinks and I feel nervous now. I'm just all alone on his podcast. But Europe was great. It was hard to be away from my love for three weeks, but he did this whole no not November that I'm sure he's talked about I, as well. I haven't really talked about it too much. A little bit, but we oh, can okay. actually talk about that. In detail. Brian wants to talk about his right lack now. of nothing. I'm going to get shit for November. letting me talk about your brag about your vacation. You're going to get shit for letting me brag about my vacation? Yeah. I'm trying not to really <laughs> brag about it. Like, it just, it happened. Like, I mean, it wasn't, I just was presented the opportunity. My dad just said, hey, do you want to come to Greece and visit? Brian can come. David can come. Everyone can come. And nobody could. And nobody did. So it was just me. Sorry. Like, it wasn't wasn't my fault. It's being given. We got, I got to go to the Caribbean, so I can't fucking complain. Oh, and just think, Heidi owns Frenchman's Cove, so we can probably go back there at some point. I mean, I would hope so. Not going back to St. John's, though. Okay, tell, tell the Sandals okay, Camp story. Okay, real quick, Sandals Camp story. So we go to, we're in St. Thomas in the Caribbean. We go out there. We leave California, hang out with our friends, have a blast. Uh, and then fortunate enough to go out to the Caribbean. So we go out to the Caribbean with uh, Becca's dad and her stepmom for her stepmom's 60th birthday. And we are raging day in day out raging at the beach for I don't like think I've six ever seven been days able to drink six days time. in a row six days in a row um cool. but hey we and you know i want to talk about our triumphs that we had this year because i feel like we you know we got to talk about some work that we put in because i feel like we put in work okay we went in and with the goal of looking looking pretty good for St. Thomas. I think we looked pretty well, good. I'm right not mad of, about it. It came right off of our Sober October running challenge. So Cheers. Brian had run 150 miles. 155. 155. I ran like 50. Andrew will forever get a shout out as the champion of that. He ran 160 miles, my good sir. Got did it. we even send him this money? I did. You didn't, I didn't, of course. So you can, Andrew, okay. hound her up. I'm going to let her know. You hear, you've heard it here first. Andrew, it's payday on Friday. Merry Christmas. Um... Anyway, so we went to St. Thomas. So we went to St. Thomas and hung out there at the Marriott. Got to fucking meet a bunch of cool people there and hang out with her family. Uh, and then one of the days we decided to hop on over to St. John's. Uh, St. John's is in the British Virgin Islands. Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a 20-minute little boat ride. Not even fucking that long. Yeah. Just. Uh, fucking hop on over to that island. Uh, and we decided we were going to go to this... A uh, place called uh, Naho or Maho. 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 Maho Beach. And we were gonna hop around, uh, but this place just had like fantastic views. It was, you it know, was beautiful. Almost died a few times getting there on this bus, getting through the fucking hills, but it was fine. And then there was just this cute little like beach bar shack set up that had like a bunch of little lounge chairs dope. and so dope and games this and dope like, game with shuttlecocks things and. With badminton shuttlecocks, a food truck and like tiki that we didn't torches eat. And fucking, it's we like didn't beer pong. eat that whole day. I don't think until the end. We didn't, and we drank, which was a problem all day. And, okay, so which we, aids in our issue here. You could order like whatever you know. I would order margarita because that's like my go-to. I don't really drink rum, but so they were like cups of, that were about the size of like a can, right? A can of soda, a twelve-ounce 12 12 ounce drink. Thing. And literally, they would pour 
10 of those 12 ounces would be just straight liquor. And then it would be just a little, a little whisper of whatever the mixer was truth and there was like oh my stupid God. happy hours so for like five hours of the time we were there we were there for like six or seven hours three we out of the four three out of the seven or four out of the whatever i think i had four of it those was like drinks, buy one get one and it may as well have been 12 of those drinks and we were like in the ocean swimming around in the hot sun we were having a time so we were <laughs> we were we had dinner reservations for that night which thank god we got and to eat eventually and that was back on St. Thomas. And we have to take the ferry to St. John's and then back to St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, we had to get on this little truck up. to get back to the port we're, so we're, we could leave. We're talking to this dude, this old man, who was playing Spoons in the band that was playing all day. Mm-hmm. And... We were on the beach. And since we've been there all day, like, who knows where any of our shit was because we were just... I mean, all we had was, like, our sandals and, like, wallets or whatever to, like, you know, obviously buy shit and, like, but it was very minimal. Fanny pack and, like, ID, credit card. Yeah. yeah. Nothing crazy. And so that's all intact, but we're, like, walking around with our sandals and me and Becca. And so we're there all day. And then towards the end, this dude that's been playing spoons all day is hanging out with us, talking to her dad, talking to us. And he pulls out a pipe and he starts smoking weed. And I'm like, whoa, my guy. And he's like, what's up? And he, like, hands it to me, and, like, we start smoking his weed. And we're fucking just hanging out, and he fucking sells me a dime back. And I'm like, what? Which is so So funny. So random. And, like, just out of nowhere. we were both so wasted that this was, like, what is happening And he was, like, first of all, trying to sell me mushrooms and acid and and all these other things. And coke. And all these other weird. And I was, like, He's, like, the resident beach drug dealer. He's, like, like, everybody comes to me when they want to take a ride. And then I was, like, yeah, you know, I was trying to get him to talk (laughs) to him about psychedelics. He was trying to talk me out of it. Whatever, and then he was like, "I got some weed," and it was like fucking oregano. Yeah, it was, but it worked. It worked. I rolled it up in a little cigar wrapper, and it was phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, bought this funny. little dime bag of weed from him. We're hanging out, smoking his weed, getting ready to go back, and we go to get on the bus that's taking us back, and I can't find our sandals. We don't have our sandals on me or Becca. Yeah, I don't. And know we're why. like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, so I run back real quick. I can't find them. Also, sidebar, earlier. When we had gotten there, we had checked out this little, like, area that was going on. And it was a bar. It was it was the beach. And, like, a bunch of people just camped out on the beach. And then across the road, like, the service road, there was a bar, some huts, an area where you can play games. And then, like, a little, like, swap meet almost set up where you could buy, like, sandals, shirts, tank tops. Uh, not all of it was, like, even Maho-themed or, like, St. John's themed either. It was, like... Billabong stuff. It was fucking oh, yeah, yeah, weird yeah. shit and like mm-hmm. random, just no rhyme or reason as to why these styles and brands were there, just other than the fact that they looked beachwear style, right? Mm-hmm. Can't find my sandals anywhere. Can't find Becca's sandals. So we get back on the bus and we're like, fuck it, we just go back. <clears throat> we're like, we're we hoping. don't need sandals. We're on a beach. Who cares? Or we're like, we'll just maybe buy some sandals, like if anything. And my sandals were like $11 from TJ Maxx, so I really wasn't too worried about them, although I did really like them. Mine were like these fucking, I don't even know where I got them. I think I got them from DSW for like maybe 20 bucks, and they had like skulls on them. <laughs> they were, or no, they had flowers. They were the Hawaiian ones. Um, yeah, they had the yellow and orange and green flowers. They were just my slides. They were like most of my slide ones. Yeah, just yeah, just and so nothing crazy. Basic twenty dollars sandals for sure. It didn't matter that did we not left matter. them there. Did not matter at all. Um, 
until... But I could not find him. And we were literally only in, like, two spots. We were in, like, this hammock spot and then, like, at this table that we were drinking at. And it didn't matter that we left them there. No. Until... Until we get to the fucking ferry. So we get to the ferry, and it's the last ferry of the day. And they're like, you can't get on without shirts or sandals. Well, we don't, I don't have my shirt on. So I'm like, okay, let me grab my shirt. I grab my shirt out of the bag. I put it on. I go to get on the ferry. He's like, no, you need your sandals. And I'm like, I don't have my sandals. He goes, then you got to go buy some. Sure enough, there's this little store there, right there next I to am. the ferry shop. No sandals either. Here's Becca, no sandals. And there's this little, and we have there's this five little minutes surf shop. to get on this fucking ferry. This little surf shop set up. It just so happens to be closed. And I go, they're closed. I can't even get sandals right now. Owner happens to be standing there and goes, oh, I'll let you in. Come on in and get some sandals. Me and your dad go, cool, let's go get some sandals. And we're being rushed. Yeah. Being rushed. You, there's like The last ferry of the day. You can't it's get like on. We have a dinner reservation. Yeah. We're fucking drunk. We're hammered and now stoned at this point. So we're just in la-la land trying to be coherent to a degree. Trying. Trying. Not, I won't advertise this episode <laughs> We were trying we are, to be We were trying. And so, anyways, uh, God fucking bless your dad, man. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, he gave me so much shit, and I get it, JD. I'm sorry. I don't... I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight them, because this is how I felt about it. I mm-hmm. felt like they were scared. My scam- dad wanted to, give you, wanted to give you shit for wanting to fight them? No, 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 or no, about no, the no. Sandals. He's giving me shit about the sandals, but I've... I was so upset because I felt like I, I felt like we could have talked our way onto the ferry without sandals on. The restaurant wouldn't have given a shit. I just felt like that was bullshit. I felt like, it was, and here's what happened. So we get in there. We go and we grab the sandals. They just literally just grab a barcode. two pairs of sandals. Just a barcode on them. Just a barcode. No price tag. Just a barcode. Grab them. He's like, don't, it doesn't matter. Grab them. I'm trying to get sizes. I just so happen to grab sizes that fit. Because I fucking wasn't, again, Which trying to be coherent. Amazing. Throw them on. How much are those sandals, babe? Those sandals are $70 sandals each. <laughs> each. Each. I'm so pissed about it. And I, I was like, what? $140 for fucking sandals? And your dad, not fucking baller. It doesn't He's matter. He's like not missing Zing, a beat. Zing, doesn't miss a fucking beat. We're getting on the ferry. And I was like, this is fucking atrocious are you serious uh 70 dollars for sandals you guys <laughs> you guys listen to me brian's still upset about I'm it i'm still salty as fuck about it i'm so triggered about these but you goddamn know what sandals. brian has 70 dollars sandals now that are comfy af oh my god I and... i'm sorry no it's okay and it's funny because we're going on this trip to vegas here in january for our anniversary and you have to look really super fucking fly to get into the nightclubs and stuff and so i told him that he can just wear a $70 sandals <laughs> and try to get into the club. And when they're like, um, excuse me, you need closed-toe shoes, he's going to be like, um, excuse me, these are $70 fucking Virgin Island sandals. Like my $600, Check it. My $600 loafer story. Did yeah. I ever tell you about that? I, yes, I know that story. Loafers. If you ever know Brian, you should hear that story. It's I won't sell it now. I'll just like, fucking <laughs> spare you guys. Um, so. so that's the St. John sandal scam. And so Brian uh, And I'm, I'm convinced that if we were to go back there... Uh, now we could go back there now and we could go to St. John's and we could go to where that bar is into those little like, huts and I fucking guarantee you our sandals are there for sale. I fucking promise you. I mean, it's our own fucking fault for loosening them, I guess. It's my bad. I'm sorry, JD. Thank you so much. You're a fucking king. <laughs> and, uh, 
I have some really nice cushiony flip-flops now. They're yeah, great. Mine are nice. Mine are nice. I mean, I wear them all the time. you can't even call them flip-flops because they're like, like memory foam-ish. Like yeah, they super are. They're smooth. Bad. Definitely not fucking seventy goddamn dollars. They are. <laughs> they're great. What about great. um? Straight up. Straight up. Uh, Andre's wedding was beautiful. That led mm. into St. Thomas. Oh, oh my God. The best wedding cake I've ever had in my whole life. Legitimately. I literally can't stop talking about it to yeah, people. The wedding cake was phenomenal. It was a chocolate cake, which well, when is there ever a chocolate wedding cake? But plot to babe, when we get married, there's going to be a chocolate wedding cake. And it's going to have this buttercream frosting that's like 70% butter and 30% <laughs> like sugar and cream because that's what that icing tasted like. And it was so good. Ooh, Shout out so to good. Andre and Brianna for fucking having Ooh, that wedding cake. the most ball catering of all time. That wedding cake was so good. And a fucking fire wedding cake, but their catering was was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. They had Speaking. two different fucking like entrees. They had fucking ice cream. Oh, I don't even remember. It was fucking crazy. It was a great wedding. That it was cake. beautiful. Speaking of California, great, was beautiful. What, great things. Um, my favorite TV show became The Great British Baking Show. Okay, for 2019, that is true. Yes, we were watching that. That show's really good. Disappointment of 2019, Game of Thrones. Do you want to touch on that? I know you mentioned it before we were... Um, I mean, yeah, they just for sure rushed that shit. I mean, how how they could rush it and still take an extra year to do it doesn't What's your make Game any of Thrones? sense. That's, okay. For me, Game of Thrones, I got introduced to Game of Thrones by my friend Nixon after the first season. I he got told introduced me, to it by you. Yeah, he told Nixon. me I had to and watch it. And I hated it. it at first, remember? He told me I had to watch it because the second season was coming on. I watched it, was hooked, got into the second season, was there from, from then on. Um, not Have not read the books, don't give a fuck. She got attached to it probably like four, season four. I think it was like the end of season It started in 2005, I think. I think it was the end of season five. Yeah. So. When I started watching it. Okay. Yeah. So like I, when I was regularly like when that's what episodes so you got, were coming out. And then we had to watch it all from the beginning again. You caught like season five. Like the halfway through. Yeah, yeah. We rewatched it. Then we rewatched the season. And then we were like And then we got on, into six. On track. Stoked, yeah. yeah. Um I, I think mean, I it was just it, like if they had just like why not do it normal and do like six episodes instead of 12 in a season without skipping a year and then just be another year with another like six episodes like why couldn't they have done that and they'd be a little more thought out why didn't they just give us a fucking another 10 episodes they could have done a fine season in 10 they could have done it fine in 10 episodes yeah we were triggered and what was crazy so this coincided with our fucking um Colorado New Mexico trip because we mm, were mm-hmm. were in Colorado and watched an episode at a bar watched a went to yeah. a little watch along yeah and we were excited about it we were really sold into the Game of Thrones man we were fucking hook line and sinker we we're about this final season we had waited two years we were really and remember you left your debit card at that bar oh yes and we had to go back <laughs> and get it the next leave. day before we left yes <laughs> we Fuck. couldn't leave Colorado until you had it we hung out though we went to fucking Punchbowl yeah, we go to Punchbowl we yeah that was that somewhere. day yeah, yeah it was Punchbowl. Um, another show that I really liked this year was Modern Love. Did you like that? I did. I did like Modern Love. Modern I Love was sweet. It. it was nice. Brian was crying the whole time. I did. I, did. I cried during a couple episodes. Brian cried. I cried. We it's all just cried. Love. It was just so sweet. Um, love. Peaky Blinders. Another Peaky Blinders, solid show. Uh, yeah. Season five this I year. I feel right? like there are other things that have come out this year that we must have watched, but 
Midsummer and Joker were the two movies for me that really fucking stood out. Um, touched on those a little bit. I think both of those spoke to just social nonsense, and me and Knives were we went kind of back and forth on that because oh. we felt that that was just uh, aligned with shit that's going on in the world. What? What do you got? Chernobyl. Oh fuck! Chernobyl, without a doubt, was the series. Chernobyl was fucking good. Um, man, I can't. Fuck, I forgot about that. I can. I can I can talk about it. Let's go. Um, Chernobyl is great. I watched episode one of Chernobyl and went down a fucking rabbit hole. Oh yeah, and Brian was, was on, hooked. I was hooked and into Chernobyl. I read uh, the entire Wikipedia several Brian's different times. Brian's an expert on Chernobyl. Uh, I did. I went and researched and downloaded documents. Uh, I fucking <laughs> have access to like some pretty decent online libraries and university libraries and stuff. So I was able to get into some shit. Um, and it was. I did a. I was I happened to be taking my film class during Chernobyl, so I was able to talk about it in, in an assignment. Uh, I went deep on it, and I think that for what it was, it was a phenomenal take on on a real a real event mm-hmm. that you know up until that point I knew about it and I understood that it was fucked up. Yeah, but I just I never really understood, and from all the reviews and from everything that I've followed after the show, the podcast and and all, it has just hit a fucking a T as to how that went mm-hmm. and to what went down and to the assumptions and the, 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 the you know, the trial at the end and like all the, the blame and the finger pointing. Right. My favorite thing is that Russia got mad at us in real life about that that series and Russia's gonna make their own Chernobyl. I think that was fake. I think that was fake. I think that was fake. Hold the brakes on that I one. mean, who knows? But that's so fucking funny. I'm sure Russia was upset though. Like, you can't just put us on blast. But I mean, oh they put fucking Chernobyl on blast. You didn't fucking Literally. answer the response. You didn't respond to any of the fucking plants that were reaching out to you. Bad going, news. yo, so what bad. the fuck is going on over that's there? That's like my nightmare. I guess that puts a lot oh. of things into perspective for me where it's like, well, nothing could be as bad as me setting off a fucking nuclear reactor. See, that's so, what it triggered with me. You know, I my grew life's up, fine. I grew up next to Camp Pendleton and like maybe two, three, four, five miles north of Camp Pendleton, <laughs> there's these two, there's a nuclear plant with two gigantic golf ball sized nuclear reactors i was fucking terrified of that fucking place and growing up you know i would i would ask and you know nuclear explosions how serious is it once i got access to the internet i would fucking go down rabbit holes and like if that had that blown up the desert would have been fucking toast we'd have been dead we would have been fucking dead and i had a genuine fear of nuclear holocaust there was also this show on showtime back in like the late 90s that took place after the nuclear holocaust and every country on the entire planet had basically perished civilization on those planets had, or on the continents had perished except for australia australia wasn't touched are you talking about castaway it wasn't castaway castaway was with tom hanks and a fucking volleyball <laughs> it was the joke is this the fucking becca show <laughs> no uh but i was fucking terrified and that's why chernobyl gripped me Chernobyl is great. That was a really, really, really good show. That Triggered. was probably my, probably the actual top show of. Oh, 100%. Of yeah, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, torn between, for movies between, I mean, we did see quite a bit of movies. We saw, um, I feel like we saw a lot of movies, like, here at home. 
Yeah, we watch a lot of movies on the TV. We watch fucking Star Wars. We watch fucking... I mean, we fell asleep during I don't even remember during watching Star Wars. I don't even know where we are in Star Wars, and I don't know. The I'm Joker... I'm really bad. I'm not a nerd. was great. We went and watched The Joker. It was... I hated The Favorite. Was that 2019 or was that 2018? What the fuck are you talking about? The one with Emma Stone and it won an award. Oh, we, went, we queens, watched it. The we fucking, yeah, it I loved it. That was last year. And I was so annoyed. I, I was it. like, I hate this movie. I've never really wanted to ask for my money back, but I hated that movie. Me and I just talked about that. He I asked if I've ever so walked bad. out of a movie because it's been so bad. And I, I told him I can't remember ever purposefully walking I mean, out of one. That's that's what I would have walked out of. That movie out. was fantastic. Only because they lesed out. Anyways, The Joker. They're not even hot. Let's talk about The Joker. Talk about you the already Joker. talked about the Joker on one of your other episodes. I don't have anything else to say. I thought it was good. I my little you didn't like it. I, I mean, you, you were hyped about it. I liked you didn't it. You want to go see it? No, I know. I liked it. My little narrow-minded brain that also is not nerdy at all was just trying to figure out where it stands in the whole like universe of DC. DC, sure. And because it really is its own thing. It doesn't fit in there, and so it was just really hard for my mind to comprehend the meaning of it in the grand scheme of everything. But did Joaquin Phoenix do a good job? Yeah. Was it, do I think it deserves all the hype of it being like such a fucking amazing, great, the best movie ever sort of bullshit? No. Wow. But I think people are just so hype on the idea of it and then Joaquin Phoenix did do like a good enough job but I don't know I don't think it was like revolutionary moving on Midsummer. <laughs> no that's fine no respect your opinion I guess I don't think it <laughs> Midsummer. how'd you see um Midsummer was terrifying yeah I didn't watch some of it like I would turn my head away because I I don't know I get like Nowadays, get a little more. You also watched the new season of Thirteen Reasons Why. The only reason I Ooh, say that Thirteen Reasons Why is because I, I also turned away during the cut wrist scene of Thirteen Reasons Why, and I haven't watched any of the. Two, I didn't watch the number the two season. or number three, and you did. Yeah, I forgot about that. Thirteen Reasons Why Midsummer is is, though for sure. is a show that I hate, but I love it. <laughs> you know, I hate that show, but it's so like annoyingly like. Fuck, I have to watch the next episode. God damn it, I don't want to. This shit's so annoying, but it's so good. And it just, like, I just, I can appreciate when a series will bring up real world ideas and oh. conflicts and problems. Okay. And at least just to, like, start a conversation about it. Like, for example, also Big Little Lies. There yes. was a second season yep. of that came out, and I also I appreciate Big Little Lies. That's a good show for bringing. I up, enjoy that show. I mean, and I do, and I don't, and it's because I can appreciate that they're talking about domestic violence and you know real. There's there's substance there. There's real real life that they're talking about that other shows don't bring up. That it's it's more it's more real than a lot of other shows out there however i feel like 
there aren't, if you're going to do that, you need to give resources. You need to give real answers to people because that's their one chance to see something that maybe they identify with in their life. Like, oh, this is the first show where a family isn't like peachy keen and everybody gets along and it's just fucking fun. This time, oh, someone's actually getting abused and she's trying to find a way out. But and then her way out is killing is like her husband getting murdered or getting killed and then she just gets to move on. Like that's not how life works for all the people that could potentially be seeing it and trying to get out. If they had been like, Hey, even at the end of the episode, be like, if you or someone you know is going through domestic mm-hmm. violence, yeah. like call these people, here are resources. Like they do in Thirteen Reasons Why, which is why I can appreciate that. Like start the conversation but also have something sustain like have some substance behind it to where real people that are really looking at it can can get something can gain something i don't know that's just my take it sounds like big little lies triggered you a little bit oh it did definitely did you like it though i mean yeah but it's just like annoying there okay so there's two things that's annoying it's annoying because the second season literally they could have just said what happened like the husband was beating them all up and like trying to fight everyone and then one girl like pushed him and he accidentally fell down the stairs they could have literally just said that that was what happened and the whole second season would not have had to happen the whole second season was about covering that up and they they just like lied about it well it's so drink the kool-aid it's just so annoying because it's like i don't i myself am not a liar I watched it every week. I mean, I know because I thought it would be okay. <laughs> we tuned in every week. I know. Week, I liked the show. Sunday. But like the fact that you literally, all you literally had to do was tell the truth. Right. That's all you had to the do. The real world and application how, of that is that's not. That's all you had to so fucking difficult. do was just say what happened. That's it. And like no one would have been mad because he was a fucking dick. That's something like, that got me it about. It would have been fine. That's. Okay, so it's so, so annoying to like just be dragged along through it and be like, you you did this. <laughs> you did this. You did this to yourself. You know, like, fuck you. You're not innocent now. And now it's a problem because you suck and you made a bad choice. And hopefully people are like, oh, maybe if I could just tell the truth, like I wouldn't end up in shitty situations like these people. But I don't think people think that way. And another one of the books I read, what was it called? The Lying Game. It was like so similar where they're just like covering up this lie and this whole book this lady wouldn't have happened if you just told the truth oh my god this lady the whole time is just like well what if this and what if that and he feels this way and i feel this way and i'm like holy shit just just fucking tell somebody like just tell someone why do you i i just can't suffer i can't suffer I can't suffer over something that, like, I did. I just needs to be out there. I can't carry shit like that. And people that can, they really can't because they're clearly suffering. (laughs) And who wants to suffer? It's just so stupid. It's so stupid. So I don't want to read or be involved with fucking liars and people that just are trying to cover shit up. I just can't. I can't. I do not have the capacity to fake it and i can't i'm not a faker sorry not sorry i just can't i can't do it that's my rant okay go on this Whoa. is your podcast sorry okay. this is a good thing because babe <laughs> you know i will literally oh, never lie to okay. you and you you would know if i was because i literally can't do it i'm incapable 
of lying. So she didn't like Big Little Liars. Uh, Big Little Liars. What was it? Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. Uh, felt a way about it. Also felt a way about the lying game. Uh, two relevant pieces, I think, that are still relevant about what you just talked about. Mm. The first being uh, the real-life application of things. Uh, back to Midsummer for just a split second. Something that really grabbed me about that movie was and about Hereditary, which was the same director, uh, was the gut-curdling scream of agony that mm-hmm. both the mother in Hereditary and the daughter in Midsummer went through. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was from somewhere else, that gift that both of them had and able to act that. I think that that was probably a moment that is going to last with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine that you know you can only hear I mean that's some real shit for sure that is some real shit I feel like we watched a documentary too where somebody was saying you only it was a cold case yeah forensic yeah yeah cold cold case case. files yes Um, it's like a particular screen that like a mother when she loses her child you only hear it you only know it that's the only time and it's so recognizable and you just know immediately what happened which Uh, is crazy and hopefully we never have to experience that in real life but I mean, that's a thing. It's part of life. It's part of the chaos. I, I do think I liked Hereditary more than Midsummer. I liked Midsummer more. Yeah. I did because I felt that one thing I really liked is she didn't smile the whole film until the end. So you yeah, really got that a was grasp, good. A I mean, that was on. a choice for sure. It was. It was um, stylistic. You know, and I think it. I don't know. I touched on it a little bit with the Knives episode. I just feel that I think it as an spoke to ending, a lot of social narratives. As an ending, Midsummer was a better ending than Hereditary's ending, maybe. I liked Hereditary's ending but actually a little Hereditary bit better. Hereditary had me... It I was mean, just all... Both like, great. Both are great. Both are great. Both I wonder are. what he's going to come out in 2020. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't Because there's going to be something else. You know it. I can't wait. Midsummer is probably my movie of the year. Uh, and then, so you want to talk about a show that has properly, properly, properly. crossed, crossed relevant social bounds... Let's hear it. Cross relevant lines and has been consistent. Oh no! And current. What is it? I don't even know what he's gonna say. Fucking South Park, baby. Oh my god! South Park has you been. You are on just so on that like metal episode. You season. can't let it go. I well, I don't know if you have paid <laughs> attention or listened to me, but I have been on par with South Park and supporting it ever since the election started because that's what started their continuation series. Right. Seasons back from like 2016 no, have that's been true. Continu- have, Where it's all just been a continuous. story rather than like one-off. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. been phenomenal. And this season fucking I mean, they're brilliant. Dad. They really are. This season stands dad, starts Tegrity Weed. And I think fucking... it's already over though. They're, I don't oh, think yeah, they're yeah, Tegrity yeah. Weed anymore, which is fine. Well, yeah, the last season was him yeah. fucking losing it. Right. And so, uh, fucking that entire season just about China, because China's a big deal. I'm going to talk about that on my episode. China is, to me, the most, uh, one of the biggest impact, impacting things of the year, if not one, if not the most impactful thing in the year. Uh, you know, the Hong Kong protests are pretty serious. Uh, I've had to write on that and I've had to really dig deep on that. And that's something that, uh, struck a chord. And so for South Park to, uh, just fucking, call out China. Oh man, so beautifully, and then with Disney, that's beautiful. Um, the fucking metal band thing is just <laughs> god damn it. The Winnie the Pooh and like so that episode to me, I haven't shut up about it. I think that's probably single handedly one of the greatest episodes of South Park ever, if not the greatest. Uh, 
you know, I just, I appreciate them. They're brilliant. And to me, that's a show that I mean, you can South watch that. Stand the test of time. Oh, man. For years and years. You just yep. look forward that's to it because they do. It. They're great. They're brilliant. It's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no hate on South Park at all. The only thing that if I have to keep watching the same they get weird with their episode well, replays. Just like, That's just replay though. Just seeing the same episode twenty times, like I'm over it. But all the new ones, yeah, I look forward to them. But if um, Brian's audience out there wanted to ever know why Brian's so into this metal band thing and didn't realize that Brian was in a metal band himself back in the day, I got a little sample of it. I got to hear. Oh yeah. I yeah, got yeah, to yeah, hear so it. Yeah, that yeah. was a highlight of my year. Easily was getting to hear a song or something that they did and I got to hear Brian sing. Ooh, and I Shout loved out it. Shout Experiment. Oh my gosh. Chainsaw hey. Experiment and you get to hear Brian sing. Oh, that's gross. Oh, Anyways. it was so good. Uh, Make Brian sing. Let's start a petition, everybody. Brian, sing. Tell Brian you want to hear him sing. And you that's something hear for 2020 for sure that I'm looking to work on. Goals. Uh, yeah, so I, what 2019 goals did you put in and accomplish? Because there's a couple that I have that and so Becca and me uh, you know, uh, not to get too cheesy. I, I want to put this, say this on here real quick, not to get gross or uh, or, get gross, or derpy babe. or cheesy, but um, you know, Becca came came along in a very like transitional part of my life, um, and you know, I, I it's it's nothing deep, nothing deep. I just I it's it it happened at a time for me that was just necessary and you know if there's been anybody that at least to me that approaches life in this weird ironic but like similar way to me that it's it's her and uh, (laughs) i don't even know what that means i mean like you look at it the same way but you also look at it in a complete opposite way that helps me see things better but we get it like we both get the same shit and it's we i don't know it's weird but anyways we're on the same wavelength just have different perspectives i guess but at the same time have a lot of the same perspectives anyways um and so we just we're very we're very like goal-oriented and uh that's definitely like a driving force of our relationship and we do like a valentine's day um episode every year so we're gonna do another one this year obviously but that's just something me and her every year we set goals and intentions for the year that's coming and for you know we try to be mindful of ourselves and people around us and what we're involved in and so we fucking set goals Goals. and uh you know if there's anything that i like to talk about and, and, and rant about it's about just becoming a better a better person a better version of yourself and it's cheesy and overstated and cliche but fuck man i mean if you're going to live your 100 years on the rock, do it right. And uh, we set some intentions for 2019, and I think we crushed a lot of them. I think we uh, we did well. We have a bunch already set for 2020. We talked about how 2020 is coming up, and it's coming up quick and fast, and we already have a lot of it planned. So for 2019, what did you set out? What did you accomplish? How um, did you feel about it? Okay, I have, a, I have a good bit to say about this. So I think my overarching goal for 2019... Whoa. Whoa! What was that? That was Ew, weird. That was my my throat wants to talk. Okay. Um. Yeah, it does. Um. So Brian and I make vision boards, right? And so we have them. And we can look at I look at them and stuff. Board. Okay. Well, I have two, and I look <laughs> at them all the time. But anyway, the the 
overarching idea was to connect and reconnect with people and everything. And if you look back on my Instagram, January 2019, I was, I made a post where I was like, I'm going to be more intentional about posting on here and reconnecting with people because I've been so busy and my life has just been fucking weird and I haven't had the capacity to, I don't know, see people where they are and like just keep up with friendships because I don't know what's going on in my life and I need to get oriented. And so once things started to stabilize a little bit, it was more about re coming back, like just being more friendly, making more connections with people online that like maybe I haven't talked to in a while or I don't know. I didn't really know what it looked like in January, but I just knew that my, the idea was that I wanted to be more connected and over the course of 2019, halfway through the year, I started a podcast with my best friend. And I think that that, if anything, is just the surest way to prove that like I'm doing it and I did it. And so now I have Tired Girls Club podcast and we post episodes every Wednesday and we've been doing it. We I put up my our 26th episode today. So... We're going to have 28 episodes by the time this year is over, and we've been doing it every week without fail, or posting Happy something year. every week without fail, yeah, since June, and so that's pretty cool, and because of that, we've gotten like a lot of good feedback. I mean, it can only get better, I guess. Mm-hmm. I have zero expectation for the podcast, which I think is the only thing that makes it, I don't know, easy for me. We just do it. I just have it scheduled into my life. And that's like my one non-negotiable during the week. Like Wednesday mornings, I'm doing my podcast. Like my work schedule can fluctuate and stuff, but I would, I'd feel worse about canceling on Tire Girls Club than I would about missing a day of work, which is, says something I think. But anyway, that's cool because of that I've been able to we had like a tire girls club sleepover which was really fun we had like 20 people over at my house and just partied and raged and slept over it was a fucking great time um, the Alex and Roger from the Bronx commentated oh, it like it, it was, was a royal hilarious. rumble hilarious it and was I've thought so about fun put, I've thought about putting it up on the podcast no we as should like a I, special episode I need to put it up on my podcast actually um, <laughs> we gave them all nicknames and whenever they entered the kitchen they were in the action and we would talk about how they were getting <laughs> eliminated it was, it was <laughs> so fun it was so fun and so we're gonna have more <laughs> events like that um Speaking of which, remind me to tell you. I need to write some stuff down so I don't forget. Um, Stuff that I talked about in my meeting last night. Um, But so the podcast happened and we've gotten like a couple, a couple people we don't really know have reached out to us and say, hey, I really, you know, like what you're doing and thank you and all this sort of stuff. And it's just sweet and nice. And like for something that, not to say I don't care because I do care about it, but I don't, I just have no, I'm just letting it happen right. in my life. There's no intention or there, you're not, no goal, hardline goal. You're there's just no kinda, hardline goal. We're just doing it. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those things that as long as you keep, as long as we keep doing it, something will happen. It'll go somewhere. I don't know mm-hmm. what that looks like. I don't have any direction for it, but I'm going to get better and I'm learning about how to like what, 
technological steps and things do I need to fucking have a podcast and put it up and do this and do that? And what does it take to be on Apple Podcasts? What does it take to be on Spotify? And You're learning as you do it. And I'm learning as I do it. And so yeah. it's just like keeping me stimulated in that way. So that's really cool. Um, I think... I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that before I move on to my next point? Uh, I mean, I'm very proud of you. I, oh, uh, you know, I think that you guys are killing it, and uh, you definitely motivate me and inspire me um, to to keep this up. Uh, one of my intentions for the year was to get this podcast a little bit more dialed in, and uh, you know, it's some, it's some uh, at, at some points I feel like I'm uh, it's not happening, but with all the stuff that I've done this year. And how I've incorporated it to the podcast, I feel accomplished. You know, every little trip that I've done mm-hmm. has had some way been used for content, you know. Right. Um, I think my way of growing this year was through, like, my own personal brand rather than the podcast itself, rather than the Common Chaos brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, my page and me doing our stories when we travel and getting the feedback yeah. and the engagement there because uh, people like you you're a people likeable reaching out guy. to me about the podcast but not directly through the podcast channels or through the website right. or anything like that but they're reaching out to me and through my like instagram coach i think people, my facebook think is people just like blowing you. up when i have discussions you know mm-hmm. and i shout people out and everybody that comments zach john fucking mm-hmm. all the people back in the desert rubio like i try yeah. to make sure yeah i try to engage with people and, and, and give people you know a voice and a reason to have discussions and talk and share their ideas and their thoughts and their passions. And I don't know if the podcast is necessarily picked up at all, but I think me and like how I'm approaching it and approaching like my life and the podcast in my life has definitely picked up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I owe a lot to you too. Cause you've been definitely fucking stepping my, you've been forcing me to step my game up. Uh, cause you've just been consistent and, uh, you know, I think my intentions for coming into this next year are now focus on the podcast, having that kind of climb. It's just about me, you know, being able to capitalize on, on what got me to gain that traction and then just transfer it over there. Yeah. Which is, which is going to be fun, you know, and I'm excited to be on your guys' podcast. You guys this year, I mean, I'm exci- I wanted to kind of carve out our, our own little section just to talk about your podcast because... No, I think it's relevant. We can continue on the 2019 stuff, but we will we'll, we'll touch on your podcast a little bit more. And well, I think just... that, I mean, literally, I spend maybe two hours a week on my podcast. It's not even like it's a lot. More than so that. it's just you spent two hours today on it, and like every day, well, yeah. You probably but that's put all I do. Bit. No, mm, I think you do. Jane... At night, during the night, every day you're on Instagram. Every day you're on Instagram, and it has to do with Tiger Girls Club. A lot of it. Um, I mean, yep. Jamie does way more of the Instagram than I do. Really, within the last like couple of days, I mean, I've hey, been doing it, but it's be. just because I'm into it. I am. I've I've done more promotion between now and Knives episode last week than mm-hmm. I've probably ever done for the podcast ever. And I was complaining about engagement the other day, and like, yeah. But I've not. I don't do it. And now that I'm focusing on it and like realizing, hey, I'm not. This isn't hitting, or this is hitting. And some days it'll be cool, and some days it won't be cool. You know. I'm only paying attention to it now because I understand what I want out of it. Right. You guys, you especially have been paying attention to that and you've been learning a lot and like you definitely have put in your time. It's not necessarily a part-time job for you yet, but you you put in your time every day towards it, I think. I mean, I'll like go on it. And that's what helps the consistency. I think that what helps with 
our podcast is it's two of us. That's what's helpful about oh, it. And Jamie has too, way yeah. more of a vision for like how the social media should be because that's just not really not my realm. I, I did a lot of sharing the last like two days on those stories and stuff just because just because I kind of felt like I, it was time. But also I think with the my work in the industry that I'm in, there's also a huge like social media component to that. And so I just go on Instagram where I have just, there's so many different spheres to it and I'm trying to learn it and what's best for which. And like, I have my personal Instagram I have, which literally I could give a flying fuck, like what happens on my personal one. Then there's uh, the Tire Girls Club, but then there's my work, my professional page. And like, I need to get better at posting on there. And it's just this whole thing where it's just like, well, when do you post and yada, yada. I actually have a meeting with the social media girl next week at Urban Betty to help me with my hair page because there's just so much that needs to happen. It's like, it's, it is a whole thing and it can get overwhelming like really quickly. So what's helped with a podcast is the fact that Jamie's just likes to do it. And she, all you have to do is post <laughs> like straight up. All you have to do is do it. And I think that one of the kind of rounding back, like one of my other lessons from 2019 that I'm trying to ride into 2020 is just getting like trying different things and getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, you know, and, and like exactly, which is what I wrote down. That's what I wrote down is back in January of this year, I tried jits for the first time and I did it for the first six months of the year and I loved it. Like Mm -hmm. it was really, it was comfortable and uncomfortable and it really brought out this competitive part of me that I didn't really realize that I had, but I have it and I know that I have it and I try to find more ways to tap into like my competitive thing. Yeah. And so I think for me, 2020 is going to be all about like, like kindling that like competitive, like trying to be competitive against myself, which isn't something I've ever felt, but I need to try to like do that. And I want to be, I want to be competitive in a way that like moves me forward. And I want to be, Healthy competition. Um, like, I I just want to be able to feel confident putting myself in situations that are uncomfortable and then becoming comfortable in those situations. And I think, I mean, that's what life's all about, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, that's how you grow. That's how, how you, you learn. Things, that's how you That's how you progress. That's, and that's how you right, become better. Exactly. And so I think that this the year, discipline. Tw- 2019 was a year for me where it was my first year not being in school and not like having anything to focus on other than this is my life. Mm-hmm. Where do I want it to go? How do I want to direct it? Mm-hmm. And so now I could really, I had the time and the space and like the, to just be able to take a little bit of a step back and a plan breath. a little bit more and like adjust and see what, what it all means. And it was like, definitely i mean this is a transformative year for me and so 2020 is i felt the same it's just kind of like i feel like i hit a stride in 2019 i found it i know where it is i just need to be able to get on it and like keep going like i started running for the first time this year and i thought i had always hated running and now that i did it i like it's fucking great and it's just very um 
simpatico with <laughs> like my life in theory and in practice and that's where I'm trying to go is just keep the stride and and ride this wave that I'm at because I feel very I feel comfortable in a way where I'm comfortable enough to like take more chances and save more money I don't feel like I'm trying to build anything at my house and I think that I spend a lot of my effort in making my home life very secure but I feel like this is secure so now I feel okay taking more risks at work and like doing different things there and just so I can enhance like the life that I have here you know what I mean yeah um I just need to ride it out until I get to the next like obstacle or the next hill I wouldn't even call it an obstacle I just call it the next the next place where I need to like really 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 put in work to climb somewhere but right now I don't even have to do that I've climbed and I've reached this point which is a huge point for me I've never not been working towards a career goal and now it's just like how do I make this how do I how do I work this out and then I'll be able to go up again and it's then a I, maintaining period a, rather than a right it's a maintain rather than a climb and my maintain is just going to be me like building up the endurance and the um I don't know just that comfortability with what it is to be uncomfortable uh, so fitness for my 2019, that was a big, uh, goal of mine. Obviously it is every year. Um, I wanted to accomplish getting my blue belt. I did that. I wanted, to, wanted to compete. Did that. Yeah. Got a that silver was a medal. Good point. Only competed twice. But uh, you did. lost you second time, That's competed so cool. the first time, got silver medal, uh, got my blue belt back in June, uh, or July. I don't remember when it was, but, um, you deserved it and did a lot of jujitsu uh, yeah, for 2020, I want to continue that. Uh, definitely want to compete more. It's going to be the blue belt years, so I'd like to compete more. And I know that's just been kind of like a crazy ride the last couple months, but it's been fun. I wrote about that in my journal today and was like, hey, I think I've, or last couple of days, I've been writing about it. And, you know, I, I've, I feel that I've, um, I just, I'm, I'm, comf- I'm at a comfortable pace right now with that. My fitness has just been on another level, I think. Mm. I was talking to Andrew about that. Brian's sexy AF. Uh, running. Yeah, Ooh. I never thought that, you know, I've always, like, ran as a, as a way of getting in shape. Ask Brian about weight. his shoulders. Oh, my God. Uh, my shoulders so are the worst. No, they're Anyways, sexy. Um, and so, when he takes his shirt off. Okay. Oh, my God. Right, yeah. No. I want people to listen stop. to the podcast. Oh, my God. Turn it's so it off. Hot. Anyways, he's so hot. Uh, anyways, shout uh, out Brian and his beautiful bod and his blue eyes. Stop mm. for real, because uh, people have already <laughs> shut this off. People are gone in a way. Well, okay, Sorry, then they're guys. not gonna hear it. This is a great podcast. Anyways, thank you. Appreciate you. We'll be back. <laughs> Brian, sexy. You're welcome. Anyways, if you didn't uh, know, now you know. It's so ran all of sober October. Mm. Total yeah, 155 miles. Came in second place. Uh, How many miles did you run at your most in a day? Uh, what was your longest run? Like sixteen point two miles, killing the it. final day, uh, which was like two and a half hours, mm. and just madness. Uh, he was upset. Oh man, I was <laughs> fucking. We went to. He was upset think, because he did it all in vain because he still didn't win. Oh man, yeah, no, but it was great. It was such an eye-opening experience. We're doing it again in twenty twenty, baby, and this year, uh, I haven't announced it like officially yet, but I'll 
say it on here and then I'm obviously going to roll it out because it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of preparation, but it's something that we are doing and I know a lot of people think that I'm joking and I think you might be one of them. I don't know if you no, necessarily think... No, I don't think you're joking. I just don't know when we're going to... November. Train. We're, it, it, training starts now. Training is running. I'm running once a week uh, at least just to kind of maintain because again, Sober October, that's all I did was run. Uh, run, 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 nonstop with the group. You know, we did phenomenal. Everybody kicked ass. Everybody, except for Andre, but he had a wedding. That's fine. <laughs> uh, everybody did great. Andrew won, you know, and, and I'm going to step it up again this year. And we're, we're doing Sober October, uh, which is probably going to be running again. And then we're going to fucking add the, the Cactus to Clouds hike, mm. which is in Palm Springs, mm-hmm. which is over 10,000 feet in elevation. My good. Yes. Your website has a link when you go to the front page of your website. It says join the challenge. It's So if you want to join the challenge, you can get... That's not there anymore. It's been discontinued. That got taken down probably yesterday. No, I looked at it today. It was there. Okay. It will... So all that is is my mailing list. How do I get a button with two... How do I get a thing with two buttons? Uh, I got to talk to you about a couple of things (gasps) because I talked to my sister yesterday. Because I need to know. Um... I need a, a one line with two buttons. Uh, and I can't do it. I don't know how. I'm going to talk to you. My sister wanted to talk to you about some stuff, so I'll talk to you about it. Okay. Uh, anyways. Secret stuff. So fitness, big thing for me. Uh, I feel like I'm in the best shape right now that I've been in a long time. Mm. My routine yeah, and my uh, documentation of it, journaling it, been journaling my workout sessions, which I de- definitely recommend doing. Uh, a lot of great podcasts and books on fitness. Uh, that have come out this year. What are some good podcasts? Um, the best one probably recently is the uh, Pavo Tatsuini podcast with Rogan. Uh, he's the guy that basically, they call him the godfather of the kettlebell. Hmm. He basically brought the Russian kettlebell over to the U.S. and made it a thing over here because the Russians have been doing it forever. Um, just talks about different loading measures and different sets and different workout routines. Um there's also a really good podcast, Kyle Kingsbury, who has taken over the On It podcast, which then became the Total Human Optimization podcast, which is now the Kyle Kingsbury podcast. He always has fitness guys, and he's out of the On It gym here in, in Austin. So that's that's always some good stuff to listen to. Um, I want to do more challenges uh, in 2020. I didn't really focus on, on, uh, on too many independent challenges this year, one of them obviously being Sober October. And then the other one being No Nut November, but we did it in July. So No Jack July is what I dubbed it. I was it was gonna August. Write a, it was July into August because hard was the first week of August. And we had already been in the midst of it because uh, we started when Andrew was down because Andrew mm. was giving me shit about it. And he came in the final week of uh, July. Mm. And he was giving me shit about so it. It was like August, though. It was like middle of July to middle of August. It was 27 days. And Andrew was giving me shit about it while he was here, and he flew in on, like, the 24th of Mm. July. So it might have been a couple days in there into, like, late August. But uh, you went to Greece for three weeks. I went to Hard Summer, the rave that I do every year, and got a bunch of footage. and Which maybe I'll be invited to this year. You are. You are invited. And I'm building a package, and I'm going to put that out and put it on the website here. It's going to be all the... It only took five years, but... All the documentation and footage of mine and JJ's... I've put in the work, you guys. And then now we're going to get Becca here and JJ's <laughs> He's girl. He's like rolling his eyes. He's like, God damn it. She has to At come. the next one. No, I'm just uh, kidding. And it's going to be a blast. Uh, but we went to hard, <laughs> or I went to hard this summer. 
Uh, I went to Andre's bachelor party this summer and then spent a week without my girlfriend and then did no Jack July, so didn't jerk off or have sex for 27 days. Um, we had a bunch of different reasons for doing it. It was just to kind of refocus energy. Uh, you know. I mean, I physically couldn't because I would be like 12 feet away from my family at yeah. any given point. Yeah, so. for a couple weeks. Um, I also had the... Um, I came across the five-minute rule. I don't really know how I came across it or where. I should probably try to figure that out, but five-minute rule, I've talked about it before. If you have five minutes to sit around and do nothing, you might as well accomplish something, whether it be an email, a phone call, uh, a task, cleaning a dish, putting something away, folding some laundry, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. recording an intro for a podcast, being productive. Um, you know, uh, that can be expanded to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it may be, but it's something that I think is a good habit and a good behavior to instill because it just keeps you moving, keeps you doing stuff. And you'll soon realize that, hey, you know, knocking stuff out and accomplishing things and getting them done so you do have a well-deserved free time and you do have a, uh, you know, some me time or some alone time that you earned, you know, you're not putting things off and you're not constantly finding yourself fucking overwhelmed because that's a very real thing. So the five-minute rule kind of aligned itself with not jacking off, uh, not having sex. And, I mean, I, you know, we didn't really give ourselves like, oh, we're going to go 30 days. We're going to go this long. I, we just kind of said, hey, we're not going to do it. Well, because we physically couldn't. We were on different yeah, continents. And, yeah, yeah. And, so you, you better know. not have been having sex with nobody. I mean, the hardest thing was not, not drinking. I mean... <laughs> That was not worried about other people. I'm worried about jerking it. Other people aren't in the equation. Jerking it though is like right there. And that's what was frustrating to me was it was just fucking, I could have knocked it out like at any time. But do you feel like you have so much more self-control now? I mean, and that's something that, so I was going to write a blog about it and ultimately didn't put it up because I didn't feel like it had any like decent substance to it. Because honestly, I don't jerk off a whole lot. You know, but I do it a couple times a week, maybe, you know, uh, and I just, I, I, there's something, there's something that's like makes that a thing. Like that's a habit and there's something about me that's drawn to it for whatever reason and not doing it for a while just made me highlight that, made me go, okay, well, why is it at day seven or eight? difficult why is day 12 fucking really hard no pun intended but why is it fucking miserable and why is it that i'm thinking about doing it and you know why is it even this big of a deal and like that's just and i don't think that i have a problem with it i haven't i don't since i have been doing it again don't do it often and you know i can only imagine the people that are like chronic masturbators and the people that fucking never put it down you know Mm -hmm. uh and i felt it a lot of that energy could have gone to us and our relationship and how we treat each other. And, you know, I feel that you kind of, once I gave you that message and kind of described that to you, I think that kind of got you on board with it because it did, it definitely went to uh, us and, and, and how we approach that aspect of our relationship, I think, which has been Should nice. Should we just like not do anything until our anniversary? Definitely not. <laughs> I don't know what kind of crazy idea that is. Come on, we got like 27 days. Anyways, uh, it's Brian and I's so five year anniversary. Can you believe yeah, it? Our five year anniversary is January 12th. We're gonna be in Vegas. Whoa, we're gonna have a fucking ball time. And then the following week, Conor McGregor's fighting fucking Cowboy Cerrone, which is fucking crazy. Anyways, uh, 
My favorite podcast this year was the Skinny Confidential. Oh, let's go. Okay, I mean, go. I think that's like the only podcast I listen to. Uh, any episode in particular stand out? I have a couple episodes that were my favorite this year. Um, I like the ones where they have like doctors and like diet diet type doctors or holistic wellness type doctors or all that shit on there where they talk about, I don't know, just different aspects of like fitness and diet and gut health and stuff like that. I really like all those episodes. I can't think of anyone in particular. I listened to a lot of them this year though, for sure. Um, there was a rogue. That's actually where I found the recommendation for where the crawdads sing that my favorite book. I heard that on the podcast and I read it and I was like, Oh, you're right. And it was a lady on it from, she's like the mom in the uh, reality show Southern charm. I don't know. I never watched it, but she said that that's just a great book. And I said, all right, well, I'm going to try it. So I did. True story. Mm, True story. What episodes do you think of? Uh, Rogan had one with Eddie Bravo and fucking Alex Jones, which was fucking great. It was like five hours long. Five. It was like four and a half hours long. It was phenomenal. What are they doing for that uh, time? It's I crazy. mean, Alex Jones is just a fucking nonsense in that case. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Talking about the moon and flat earth and wow. conspiracies. Um, There's a couple UFO ones, which are pretty intense. Bob Lazar's podcast was phenomenal. Uh, we got tattoos this year. I'm just going to go through a kind of a bullet oh, list. Oh, I did. I'm going to go through a bullet list of 2019 of stuff that I have written down. Stop. Feel free to stop me wherever and talk about it and elaborate. You got it. Because um, I think that there's probably some stu- substance in some things, but there's a lot. We got tattoos. Um, mm-hmm. You got the back of your calf done. I got my leg done, both by Alex Saad. Shout out to Saad Tattoos. He's phenomenal. Jamie's, Jamie's husband. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We fucking both did podcast stuff, which was great. Uh, you've gotten a lot of great feedback. I feel that you're just, you're killing the game. I talk about it because, with fucking girls especially because everybody's into astrology. So anytime I get a customer. Oh, yeah, I learned a lot about astrology. Yeah, fucking, you're just killing the game there. Um, I feel like there was a lot of confusion around. Um, a lot of confusion? Yeah, never mind. Skip that. Sorry. I'm running out of bullet points. We've actually gone through quite a bit. Go to my other page. We went through music. We went through movies. 2019 patterns. Oh, anything else that you did that you felt you accomplished pretty, you know, that um, you accomplished with ease? Um, I felt that there was a, uh, shit, give me two seconds. Um, fitness was good. No, we talked about that. Talked about... I mean, T-Mobile, nothing really happened there. Blue Belt, talked about that. I mean, Dang, I feel like... we went through like a lot, actually, already. Holy shit. I feel like I've just become different more about. comfortable. I think I've just become happy and, like, kind of content in a good way. Like, right... I think everything... I think comfortable the word is the word, not content. Because content kind of has that weird connotation that it's... Like that there's no more A growth. stalemate or I like feel, you've plateaued. I feel comfortable. And I know that like it's only, you know, it can only always go up from here. But I don't feel like I'm searching for anything or like that I need more. And I, I've always sort of felt that way. And like I've maybe have like a shopping problem that's not a problem but that I 
just like to shop and lately within the last probably four or five months or so I really haven't felt the need to go and buy anything or like get any new clothes or anything like that when that would really be something that was kind of part of my routine and now I'm like I have everything that I need and I have everything that I want something that I'm proud of you know for this year is our financial not even to like this isn't even a brag really because we're not bragging but I think that because we do communicate pretty easily and we have that as one of our strong suits you know it's really easy for and this goes for any couple out there that's you know trying to just get a leg up on certain things you know communication is real important especially when you guys have a common goal or a common interest and sometimes you guys don't know what that is unless you communicate and the, the conversations can be difficult they can be tough but understand that if you approach them with this uh understanding of hey we're we're trying to we're trying to recognize what we both want out of this and what we both need out of this and you know there's there's going to be room for some compromise and there's going to be room for uh for you guys to flourish you know but there has to be that understanding there and me and becca have that luckily and it's something that we talked about this year was getting our finances under under wraps Mm -hmm. and not even that we're like fucking got that squared away because guys i don't think that's a quick fix i think that's something (laughs) that you have to actually you You know really you have to be mindful about it and you have to you know you have to talk to professionals and you have to have things in place and you have to understand what your goal is and you know i don't even necessarily think we have one goal i think we probably have several different goals in mind Mm -hmm. um but they all kind of teeter along the lines of of uh you know just understanding where we are with our funds and and being mindful of our purchases and being mindful of how we're approaching you know ourselves we're you know i don't want to say that we're business people or entrepreneurs or anything weird or dorky like that or just anything that's not true but we both recognize the value of our own individual self Right. And when you approach, you know, I had, we're, I didn't even get into my my situation today, but mm. I fuck it, you know, we understand the importance uh, of our individuality and our our brand. I put brand in quotations because that's really what you are: your own person, your own brand, your own image, your own unique set of things. And how you interact with people, and how you engage with people, and how you put yourself out there is how people are going to perceive you. And it's just something that you have to work on constantly and you know financial stability is i think one thing that we've worked on this year and it's been kind of difficult mm-hmm. and it's been a struggle uh but it's been worth it you know i feel yeah. that we've I mean, fucking we had a blast on our trips and, we and we've stuff and been able to pay for things with I it and we've secure. been able to in you 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 talk about being comfortable and i don't necessarily want to even i want to say secure instead with you. of comfortable yeah secure okay is a better word. or 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 uh capable you feel capable i feel like you feel confident I have everything. you feel secure i feel, feel like i have everything that i need i don't think i'm, I'm searching for it in fulfilled. outside sources you feel satisfied anymore. you feel you feel you know in that could it's, i feel like those balloons could fill up more and you may have to keep filling them up my turn to like use everything that i have and give it all back like i feel like i've just i've accumulated i have the resources i have everything that i need i have all the stuff if like anything changes about my life it's going to be I mean, I feel I like my lifestyle, you know, and if anything's going to change about my lifestyle, it's going to be like now I have a car payment or now I have, you know, I don't know, something to plan or something to do. But generally, like this is my day to day and I'm happy with how it is. 
And so I have nothing to complain about and I have nothing more that I, there's nothing else that I feel like I need right now. And Words so of I'm wisdom for people. For what it. do you have? What do like I have? It, yeah. Like what, if you just want to encourage somebody or you want to light that fire under somebody's ass and say, Hey, this is what I think you need to do to kind of get on the right. I'll, I'll, can I go first? And I think yours are going to be yeah. a little bit more impactful. I mean, um, I, guess. I have to think about it. So talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, I think it's uh, having a purpose, you know, uh, that was one of the big talking points for me this year. And I had some really good discussions on 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 uh, Facebook about it and got a lot of good opinions. And I think people have a different idea of what a purpose is. I think people have this preconceived notion of what a purpose should be. You know, maybe it's having to help people or having to, you know, be of service to someone or to some community or some group of people. And uh, I think that's one way of having a purpose, but I don't think it's necessarily the only way. And that's something that I found out through these discussions was that uh, people have different ideas and different uh, pursuits, and y- people aren't really going to understand what those pursuits are or what the intentions behind those pursuits are uh, without fully understanding like yourself. And if there's anything that... I've learned this year uh, through just reflection and journaling and, you know, being able to have conversations with you. I went to a therapist this year for the first time in my life. You know, I've been through, had quite the experiences this year uh, with you, by myself, with other people. And I just, not taking those moments for granted, uh, understanding and really reflecting on what you appreciate about the moments. I think that this year has been one of the most transformative for me as well. I think that I've grown probably more this year than I have in a lot of other years, uh, you know, individually or combined. And I think that we took a lot of strides as a couple in a a relationship and that we grew a lot, uh, you know, both together and independently. And I think that that growth that we've experienced independently is because of one another's support and, uh, you know, our love for one another, uh, the love from our friends. I think that Andre's wedding is at the top of my list for moments of 2019, if I'm being honest. That trip, that two weeks of you and Mm -hmm. me being in California and then being in the Caribbean, I really got to spend time with your family and understand them. I got to see my family and, 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 you know, my sister and my mom being in good places and everybody being happy and healthy. And, you know, there's people that, that, that we know and we love that, just like us that are struggling we're struggling i think you know we talk about being comfortable and confident and all these different things but in reality like there's the days that we fucking nap there's the days that we have to kick our own asses or have to hold one another accountable or ourselves accountable just so we know that we're still like putting in the work and the effort but i don't think that's struggling that's not but it's it's we're good it's not struggling in the sense that it's like you don't have enough Right. It's struggling that it, it's the discipline and yeah, it's yeah, the right. action it's and you have to kick your ass. You have to put your ass in check from time to time. And that's the biggest thing is understanding your purpose, uh, understanding what it is that you want out of yourself at least. Maybe not what you will even want out of life. You know, take, Don't look at it as a, as a year plan or a five-year plan or a 10-year or where you're going to be at in 50 years. Look at yourself and where you're at today uh, and where you want to be tomorrow. And something that I wrote down... Uh, is that I wanted to go to bed feeling accomplished mm-hmm. and wake up feeling determined. So waking up feeling determined to whether it's have a kick-ass day at work, 
you know, smash numbers there, have put out a fucking phenomenal podcast, get some good content, hang out with friends, have a good time, laugh, cry, do comedy, fucking jits, work out, whatever it is, wake up determined to accomplish something, determined to move, uh, make something happen, and then go to bed feeling like you did accomplish something, and I I really, really got into that after revisiting it, like halfway through the year, I wrote that down at the beginning of the year and didn't revisit it probably till we got back from uh, hard mm-hmm. or from my from when I got back and kind of had that mid-year little crunch you know and it's something that I've tried uh, instilling in myself lately and I think it's been working so that's mine it's just I'm finding a purpose big. in yourself hey I didn't do that for any clout but I did that for uh you know the people that are ending 2019 and getting ready for that new year new me attitude man it's a new decade not only is it a new year not only is it are you is it a new you or a new year or a, a new fucking month it's a fucking goddamn new decade baby we're getting into a whole nother 10 years or we don't know what it's going to look like out at the other end i'm going what are you... from 26 to 36 this decade yes you are what do you any what do you what are your words Give us some wisdom. I don't know if I have any wisdom. You were you just pulled that out. That was great. I think me personally, I mean, my last decade was 16 to 26. And so then here I am, 26 to 36 is what's going to happen. And I feel like me, myself as a person, I've always just found security in my surroundings and how I present myself to others. And if everyone thinks I'm doing great, then I'm doing okay and whatever. And I mean, there's truth to that. Like I'm, I'm happier now in my own house now that I have like it decorated how I want. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was a big thing i mean we painted in, for your in, birthday no for, of the year. for anniversary we oh, i mean our anniversary yeah in that january. was in we january painting and starting we that painted whole... and it's all about like i don't know i think in order for me to be successful and maybe this is true for other people like you do have to be in a physical space that feels comfortable for you right like if you're in a house where like everyone's bitching and yelling at each other all the time like you're not going to be your best self at work and outside the house you're not going to be your best self inside the house you're not going to be your Declutter best self in your mind. own mind you know and so this whole year has been really like me working on your environment my, your surroundings right and like getting comfortable with that and so i've gotten really lucky with a lot of stuff like i found a fucking couch for a hundred dollars at fucking goodwill and it's like the perfect couch i found you know i invested i'll say because i still owe money on some of the shit because i use my credit card but it's worth it like i am so much happier with the house set up with like these cute little string lights up all around and little decorations and shit and the ambiance yeah it just makes me happy and feel at peace zen room studios baby we got zen room and middle earth we got zen room energy and so it just makes me feel so much happier and at peace and more calm and more like when I wake up, I feel relaxed. And so, like, that's a huge deal. So if you can do little things even that, like, just bring you joy throughout the day, if you don't have the ability to change shit like that, then, like, just find that. Find Two that good things. somewhere. Find your solace somewhere and, like, just chase it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's important. You know, your, your environment and your surroundings are going to directly impact how you get through your day it directly impacts me i mean you know how they say like people with anxiety and depression like 
it, their outside surroundings show it, right? Like their rooms are so fucking messy because in their head it's just so messy. And it's like there's truth to Jordan that. Jordan Peterson says clean your room. That's one of the right. first things of learning discipline is getting up and cleaning your room. Right. And there's, Get it up. Make sure your room's clean every so day. so much truth to that. And like our room's not clean Declutter your time. mind. It's not. But it's I not think clean, that we've clean been... clean hardly ever, but... Oh, no, 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 It's no, no, clean no, no. enough. Yeah. Don't, I mean... We're, bra- we're fucking yeah. humble bragging over here. We've been... That's another thing that I think... It you know, we better. started the year off that way. We started the year off, I think, intentionful of just making our surroundings a little bit more, uh, n- not even more. We we've adapted our surroundings. Not we've adapted to our surroundings. We've adapted yeah. our surroundings to what we want, and it's changed. You and know, we is... fucking have a used banner up that we didn't have at the beginning of the year. We fucking painted that. My vision board's on we've, now. The fucking Zen room has done Zen a complete one eighty. You yeah. know, we're we're incorporating it more. We're fucking, we're working out. We're stretching. You're doing home workouts. We're you mm-hmm. know, we're keeping shit in tidy and in order. And we kind of have these little roles throughout the house that the mm-hmm. house fam's accomplishing. You know, there's a there there's a lot think, to be said about your your inner peace and your outer peace coinciding. And it for me, it's taken like honestly investments. Like I'm the one that's buying the shit for this house, and I'm the one that's putting it on my credit card a lot of the time, and whatever. So. But I'm also not upset about it. Like, this is what I want, and I'm willing to put in the time and the effort and the money and take on the debt that it takes to do it. Because it's not even that bad. Like, there are people out there that have fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, or, and it's just like outrageous. My debt's not that bad. And it's giving me the lifestyle that I want, and I feel good. So, cool. Like, what do I have to complain about? At this point, there's just so much stuff that I have have accumulated over time and like clothes, mostly clothes that I can try and let go of and just give back more. And that's also on my vision board for 2020 is there's right in the middle. It says give back because that's really what I'm trying to do. I feel like I have everything I have. I at least have a mindset that's open, which I think is also enough. And if you're open and you're positive and you want to help other people then i mean what what else is there what else is there to like bring you joy and satisfaction than like helping other people like if there's something on my vision board that says if i'm not it's something like if i'm not impacting others what am i doing if i'm not changing something like what what am i doing because it's true it's like what you're gonna just have all the clothes and like a great house and fucking so what like people don't like you you're not nice like <laughs> like what no 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 no. so there's like a bigger picture and I feel like 2020 has or the end of 2019 and into 2020 I feel like I'm set up to be able to use at least my attitude and my resources to kind of help out a little bit more or throw like more get-togethers where people feel more connected and then that way in their day-to-day life they can have a more positive influence on the people around them like that that's that's all it's about is just sharing good vibes beautiful way to end it and i think that that's a very important piece you want to fix the world around you fix yourself first motherfuckers because that's yourself. a big piece uh all your stuff where can they find you and how can they get to know becca and her her life um, you have four Instagrams. So I have five Instagrams. I have five Instagrams, um, which Here is probably go. a place to go. Facebook, I don't say anything ever on Facebook, so whatever. But if you want to add me, I guess do it. I don't know. Um, 
me myself my personal instagram is bextra b-e-c-c-s-t-r-a bextra becca be an extra bextra that's me um tire girls club podcast i think it's just at tire girls club podcast, podcast yeah on instagram i tagged it uh throughout earlier and you'll see it obviously in my post for the next fucking week so yeah, yeah you'll see that tire girls club podcast is and fun your personal one it's my personal one's Bextra. Right, right. But Tiger Girl Club podcast is just fun. It has like a lot of astrology and a lot of just good vibes and positive messages. We're just, the whole thing is there's no mean girls and we're just going to be nice and try and, we're all in it together, you know, trying to help each other out. So that's Tiger Girl's Club. Um, Aurora Pup, which is our baby. Aurora our dog. Pup is my little angel dog. She hasn't posted in a while, but maybe she will. Who knows? Um, and then my hair business page is these are the highlights on instagram and i don't post a lot on there either but i'm trying to i'm gonna you're picking that up because you're making that. you're meeting with your social media person i know and then you're also the lady who shot me which is like oh, your yeah, artsy yeah, page yeah i forgot that my artsy page of my photography because i told you that when i went to greece i took a lot of film photography and that's like really where my heart is as far as creative things goes is in photography so that's my photography centric instagram lady who shot me fucking instagram guru over here yeah right um where are you of, how can we find you babe of bride of death for all the things uh personal me my uh mm. my right, well facebook of uh brian kern uh that's where i have a lot of discussions a lot of people chime in uh and i my solo episodes and my episodes where i just kind of ramble it's a lot of content that i get from there uh from instagram as well of brian of death twitter of brian of death and then at the common chaos for everything instagram twitter and facebook uh and then commonchaos.net where you can get all these episodes and many many more um giving up giving away merch here for just signing up for my fucking just giving shit away what kind of merch my common chaos shirts tanks Shirts and tanks and stickers for oh, just signing up for my email. So if you go in oh, yeah. right now, it's the join the challenge button. If you click that, it's just going to take you to my mailing list. Sign mm. up, get a free shirt of your choosing from what I have left uh, and stickers or an IOU. If you don't want one of the shirts I have now, you get an IOU from when I make new ones. Nice. Um, I have to do a sign up for that. That's the cool. website, Tired Girls Club Podcast, new episode every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, new episodes of this whenever I can get them out because that's how I roll. Comicchaos.net for all your shit. Uh, babe, I love you. Thanks for doing this. I love you too, 2019. Love. It was a beautiful year. We accomplished a lot. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of what we've done. I got a couple more episodes. Matt. And then, yeah. So, it's going to be a good one. I can't wait for our. We got a Valentine's Day one Valentine's coming up. Post. Uh, everybody out it's there, bad. love you guys. Have a happy and safe new year. Love you. Love you. Bye.